Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, apologies for the lateness of the start of our podcast, but of course, as always, I am your Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hay. Uh, welcome to Live and Let's Dice. Um, our players tonight, playing Ozol, the triumphant old man of infinite ages, uh, Zachary. Hey, everybody. How's it going? You know him, you love him. He's your favorite paladin carrying the biggest, dickest sword, Burn. Played by D. I came out of nowhere. What's up? Just another friendly neighborhood robot hanging out, shooting things with their spider tank. Krenglis, played by Dini. Hey, everyone. Everyone's favorite flying Radari, Marius, played by Mar. Wow. I just said Mark because I was looking at Mark's character. I botched it. We're going to run that one back. Uh, You know him, you love him. Everyone's favorite flying angel, Max, playing Marius. Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back. I have greatly missed you all. And last but not least, always asleep, never here. We still love him. Calumban, played by Max. Hey. (laughs) One super chat. Calumban. Yes, that's that's the new canon voice. Is just gonna be, hey, that fat Albert, Jesus Christ. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> it's it's Cal- Cal- <laughs> I'm a dragon. Uh, Zach, you want to give us a little recap of what happened last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So last time we met a sorcerer at the uh, at the beginning of last episode. We kind of learned a little bit about him and his people. Uh, his master and him had been sent to explore this temple, and unfortunately, or I guess for him, fortunately, uh, his master died. Uh, and so we we were sort of tasked with escorting him from one end of the temple to the other uh, to retrieve some belongings. Uh, we fought a few more of the skull, uh, flaming skulls, I think they're called. And then we uh, began exploring uh, sort of the uh, floor, floor, floor print of... Uh, the Ember Temple on the level that we were at, uh, we found some potions. We found some uh, some different things. We also found a architectural map of uh, Strahd's castle. So we're going to hopefully hopefully revisit that soon. Uh, we were ambushed by a bunch of I think they were specters. I want to say uh, because Kringlis got hungry and wanted to eat, and so they sat down and were ambushed. Uh, and we also um, got into a little bit of a situation with a statue that I guess possessed Kranglis. Kranglis just had a bad, bad show last show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we all had to step in and, um, you know, kind of help them out there. Uh, we found a secret room, which had a bunch of skulls and a treasure chest on the ceiling, um, which apparently maybe was a MacGuffin. And, uh, when we finally opened the door, uh, we uh, triggered a trap, and I guess there was the Crypt Keeper there from Creepshow 1 and 2 uh, in the room. So uh, that's where we're at right now. The, the trap has been sprung, sprang, sprunged, and uh, yes. that is where we are. Do you, would you like me to roll the intro, though? Yes, please. Hear ye, and get ye hype, for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place... In the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, 
as our tale is sure to have moments of levity. Provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Okay. Welcome back to the Amber Temple. Episode 3, I believe. Hopefully our, our final one here. Jeez, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Twas the night before Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. That's a different episode. Ozal, you're falling. Yes. The floor underneath you, the, the, the chest above you has fallen through. The floor disappears. You are dropping rapidly. Yes. Uh, what I is your reaction? It. I imagine it like this. Like... If you watch old school uh, Looney Tunes, like they kind of like the floor drops and they're like ur, ur, before they fall, and in that one instant, because Kranglis is falling or would will be falling with me, I will uh, telekinetic and shove them five feet to safety as I begin falling. Yes, before you fall though, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, sure. Uh, let's see, intelligence saving throw is whoa, oh not twenty. God. <laughs> God damn it. It's 29. Uh, you can do telekinetic if you want to, but you, you do that thing, to go back to the Looney Tunes reference, where you uh, you walk off the edge, but you don't fall until you look down. And uh-huh. so you're looking up at the thing, and Marius is looking down at you, and there's no floor. And then you look down, and then you look up, and you just fall about two feet. And there is a semi-transparent glass. Uh, you also made the saving throw uh, to not be charmed, or a, a charm-like effect, I should say, um, okay. which would have had you run away from your current position or feel like you were falling or something else. Basically, it would have made you sprawl out on the floor and lay down and uh, oh, enthralled you to think you too. were falling. Exactly. So, okay. uh, you're just, you just land. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Sweet. The glass uh, break Kring- or go ahead like and that? nope. You're good. Go ahead and move Kringlis. Are you moving them forward or backwards with your telekinetic? I mean, if the door is open, I guess forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kringlis, I'm assuming you are just willingly failing the saving throw as Ozal tries to save you. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, Amazing. You a little pat on the butt, like good job, Coach. And he uh, just scoots you five feet forward, which puts you on the other side of the threshold. Um. Max, you're flying, and everyone else is fine before we move on to Caliban, so I'm going to move you five feet up. Dean, would you like to know what is in this room? Uh, I would like to know. Uh, you are gently pushed into an interesting room. Um, there's 15-foot-high ceiling uh, that contains these, like, tapestries, uh, something that maybe you have seen on your own planet, something that resembles royalty, um, ornate, exquisite furniture, lamps, candelabras, rugs, um, and this beautifully clad, red-robed creature who is looking away from you, uh, tinkering at a desk. Everything in this room screams opulence, from the cups and dishware and, like, teacups to the types of pens... And then it kind of takes a dark shift of everything was opulent hundreds of years ago. You start to see the decay, the rot, the cobwebs, 
as if time itself has just kind of gently tarnished these wonderful items. That is what you see as you are pushed through. Uh, Fat Albert, it's your turn. I mean, Caliban. Uh, Caliban is going to kind of move forward a bit to the edge and then look down the hole or what appears to be the hole. And uh, see. Yeah. He, so here's the interesting thing about this trap. It doesn't affect you until you stand on it. So it just looks like a normal floor for Caliban. Um, just for the sake of brevity, I'll have you make an intelligence saving throw, uh, against the, the effect. 19, 19 for Caliban. Oh, yeah. He just uh, Looney Tunes his way across the floor, like kind of looking around like, wow, whatever. this is a really tall room. What's the commotion? So you're good to move him in as far as you would like. So that would be 40 feet, and then let's move him up to here. So he'll double move to there. Perfect. That'll be it for him. All right. Um, burn, bringer of dawn. Yes. All right. Let's see. Um, where do I want to move? I yeah. Uh, Cause Ozan and he fell down. Yeah. So can I walk there, your or...? Is, your mic is glitching, bro. Yeah, so when you see Ozol, um... Make me a perception check, just really quick, actually. Okay. I'm, I'm still gonna give this one to you, uh, <laughs> because it breaks the logic of the... Uh, and I didn't even think about this, but, uh... Even though you rolled a seven, I'm going to say you still succeed across this trap. Uh, you see Ozal, and he's about two foot shorter than he normally is, and his knees are, like, stuck into the ground. And as you're like, wait, oh, what the fuck, Ozal? Uh, you take one step over and realize that it's just a step, and then you can see down through the floor uh, to what looks like this long careening hallway almost like an elevator shaft if you were to put it in our everyday life uh which turns to a hard floor as you step on it oh well, cool do i need to like pull those all up or is he okay no he's fine he realizes it's just the it's just a what would have probably been some sort of mental trap uh that you were able to suss out okay uh then yeah i'll just move through the oh didn't grab my token i'll just move through the doorway and over here next to Caliban. I see a skeleton boy, but that'll be my turn. Okay. Kringlis, uh, back to you. How would you like to engage this creature? Actually, he should probably be more like over here. If I was doing my job correctly. Uh, he is sitting at his writing desk. Um... And this creature seems to be totally oblivious. There's this very high collar. Um, you can see kind of some candlelight of these um, ongoing continual flame spells going on, which is pretty easy to, to suss out because the 
when you look at a candle, it normally burns like at the base of the wick, kind of melting the the wax off. These candles have burnt been burnt all the way down, and in its place, you can see these shimmering, floating candelabra uh, that have these perfectly circular orbs of light that kind of gently pulse and uh, give off no heat. Sweet. How would you like to proceed? Uh, okay. Um, is there anything other than the way you described it before? Is there any indication that this room is trapped in any way? Um, what's your passive perception? Uh, let's see. Uh, three. Uh, three is your passive? No way. Unless I'm looking in the wrong spot. <laughs> uh, it should be on the bot, like middle left. Let me pull up your character sheet here. Passive wisdom. Attributes and abilities. Character sheet. Uh, so 13 is your passive perception. Yeah, passive wisdom. Sorry, it says wisdom perception next to it. Thank you, Zachary. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so 13. With a 13... You don't sense any other traps in this room. Um, you think that more than anything, this creature probably just sequestered itself back here to be left alone. However, it does bring up the quandary that there's probably a secondary way into this room, though you're not able to spot how. Occupant detected. Identity requested. Uh, he he turns to crane his head at you. <clears throat> yes? And kind of moves his seat to turn and uh, stand by the side of his desk, closing the book he was writing in. How rude I have guests. Welcome, come in, come in. And he snaps his fingers. Uh, Ozol and Marius, any dexterity saving throws? Um, is he hitting me all the way back here, or whatever he's doing? Yes. Okay, deck saving through is going Marcus to be... has a 14. A 9 for um, The door south of you, Ozol, the door you came through, violently shuts. <clears throat> and you both are sucked into the room um, via a wind spell, and you are gently placed onto the ground as the secondary door behind you shuts. Nice. Uh, and he will kind of whirl his hand in the air as the lights intensify uh, and the room not as, not as quite as dark. Uh, and he says, yes. <clears throat> Hello there. Flesh creatures and non-construct? And he kind of like fixes his glasses on his rotting face as he looks at you, Dini. Um, I am Ixithar. <clears throat> I am the um, caretaker of this facility. How may I be of your service? We are 
looking to find out uh, some more information about how Strahd came into the power that he is. We heard that we could find it here in the temple, along with a potential artifact. He kind of scratches the side of his head. Ah, uh, yes. Um, forgive me, I... What was your question? And it's almost as if, like, you're dealing with someone with, like, Alzheimer's or dementia as you talk to him because it's, he's, welcome, yes, I am the caretaker of this facility, how can I help you? And it's almost as if he restarts, as if he doesn't have an answer to your question. Do you know who Count Strahd is? Oh, yes. A charming fellow, handsome, very strong, uh, I believe he has just settled Barovia not too long ago, uh... What year do you think it is? And he, like, looks down at the ground. You can hear him, like, mumbling. 100 years, might it's another three, four. Hmm. <laughs> he kind of, like, shrugs his shoulders and puts his hand up. Honestly, my boy, I have forgotten. Forgive me. Can I offer you some refreshment, perhaps? Do you have wine? <laughs> Do I have wine? He snaps his fingers one more time, um, and a small table kind of over here. Uh, glasses kind of clink out. You see the dust like out of them as this bottle of wine is being poured over these glasses. Can I roll an Arcana check, Cody? Of course. Awesome. Uh, another holy shit. I just, I just kind of want to know. I guess like he did the wind spell. He's like, you know, poofing glasses. Like, yes. what's this guy's deal? Is he a sorcerer? Is he a wizard? Is, he, is this room magic in nature? He appears to be a wizard. You would think by his appearance and uh, like rotting flesh, he's probably a lich of some kind. You would assume the wind spell was a layer action, uh, being that this, okay, I mean this specific area of the the amber temple is probably part of his layer. Maybe more. You're not quite sure. Uh -huh. uh, you would also assume that the kind of dust being pushed out of these glasses is probably prestidigitation. And then, much like you, you assume that his um, um, mage hand is probably invisible. And he's just kind of using them back to back, being that there's, like, yeah. no combat timing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, um, I will ask him and say, what do you mean you're the steward of this facility? Uh, you mean the temple job? itself? Yes, yes, of course. For the last... And he kind of... It's been so long, I honestly I don't know what year it is. While I have been here to catalog both historical events, uh, I take care of the facilities to make sure they don't degrade beyond the point of... Uh, you know, falling away with the dinosaurs, if you will. Uh, I, I also uh, am here to, what, uh, what do I say, I've forgotten my purpose. Well, I do keep a journal sometimes, but most of my days are the same. I wake up, I take care of the sarcophagus in the, the lower sanctum, and I return back to here. The sarcophagus that you mention, what whose sarcophagus is it? Not who, my boy. What? What isn't the sarcophagus? 
he kind of crosses his arms with you and he says, And what, why should I tell you? Now that I'm starting to think about it here. And then you see his eyes kind of glaze over. And these, these pinpricks of red light kind of narrow at you and then widen. Oh, I have guests. Welcome. Yes, please. Can I get you some refreshments? Well, actually, if you could show us around, maybe. I am so sorry, lot. I'm, I am incredibly busy, actually. I am... I'm doing a full inventory of all of the books in the library right now, but if you were to come back, perhaps, with a writ of patronage, I could... And he kind of, like, looks down for a second. What? I have guests. Oh, you were just taking us to the library, friend. Persuade. Uh, uh, deception. Persuasion or deception? Uh, de I'm sorry, deception. Okay. It's it very uh... quick, I like it. I mean, he doesn't remember. He I does would not. rather do a persuasion. But... I'm, I'm going to give you deception on this one, right. just to the nature of this creature. Okay, deception coming your way. A 16. 16. Um, let me see if I can beat that. While you guys are doing that roll-off, we got Tukatri, Equan, and Abdulio in the chat. He says, ironic historian with a bad memory. You'd love to see it. <laughs> Very true. Um, he is going to roll insight against you. Uh, that would be 20. I, no. That, that's, you were asking me a different question. Um, Cody. Yes. Is this guy, is he, is he like a common folk kind of guy? Like a, just like a, like a guy. John Everyman, like a village. No. No uh, this this room screams royalty and opulence to you, unfortunately. Um, that being said, I will give you some DM help here. I will have you guys roll either religion, arcana, or medicine. Medicine being probably the hardest check. 16 for I arcana. I think he's more reason. asking what is this guy's physical description. Oh, not the yeah, room I can go over that. Yeah, the guy. Um, because I yes. have I have a bonus when it comes to common folk. Yes, you have that rustic hospitality. Yeah. Um, you you take in the room, uh, and much like I described to Dini, the the furnishings, they are an older code, but they still check out. Um, are exquisite. Uh, gra like, the candelabras are probably made of some sort of gold electrum mix being like a gold and silver uh with the filigree on there though probably not worth what they used to be as like they're kind of tarnished um this gentleman himself uh is wearing this kind of sideways slanted cap uh, almost like if you've seen pinocchio like a sleeping cap he has oh, yeah. <laughs> uh like a brass monocle on one eye his left eye is inset with a ruby and his right eye is kind of this, this glowing pinprick of light. The flesh on his face is completely rotting off. Uh, he kind of has this string of blonde hair that he has scooped behind him. And you're not sure if it's actually attached to his head or it has just like rotted to the inside of the cap. Uh, and he is also wearing these Ew. long flowing black and red robes, um, which as he kind of walks over to finally get these refreshments he's poured... Uh, you can see on the back of it, there is this black bird 
uh, symbol that you would say is probably the crest of Raven Ravenloft um, that has mm. over time kind of worn and rotted away. Uh, though the gold kind of trim on his clothing would scream opulence to you. Dang, okay. Uh, you said religion, medicine, or... I'm gonna risk uh, it for the... I'm gonna risk it for the biscuit, and I'm gonna go medicine. Ooh. Not oh, quite. Uh, Marius, would you like to make a check at all? And or Caliban? Uh, medicine actually would be the best check for me, so I'll try that. 22. 22. I was looking for 20 on medicine. Uh, Arcana, I was looking for 15. Uh, so, Ozol and Marius, you kind of look at each other, and you're like, shit, it's a lich. Like, again. However, most liches, when you enter their lair, will either play a mind game with you, will instantly, like, attack. But this gentleman has offered you hospitality. You believe that he is suffering from memory degradation, that he has been in this body too long without feeding, uh, probably like caring to the rest of this facility for whatever he was doing, so you think that that rings true. Um, but his mind itself is starting to erode. Um, you think something like greater restoration would probably bring back any and all lost memory he has. Would it put us at risk of being attacked by this lich? You don't think so. Um, his his purpose is not what most are. You think that he has straight up told you the truth. It is his job to care for this temple. Uh, but you don't know. You think you'll probably be repeating the same loop over and over again. Until we restore his mind. Until, yeah, until you have some re restoration. You You feel like you probably could leave, too, if you asked nice enough. Um, but there, there are some other questions you could ask him too. Um, some specific ones that I have answers to. So, uh, well, we'd have to get him out of this loop though. Cause it seems like once we ask questions, he kind of goes back into that. I'll turn to Marius and say, Marius, do you have any restoration spells that you might cast on our friend here? I su suspect that that ability is just with outside of my reach. Maybe with a bit more time we could come back and restore him, but I don't believe I could help at this time. And we we need to be moving. Uh, as I kind of look at the my shield on my left arm and the cracks and blackness that is spreading along it. Um, Exothanther, is 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 there a way that we could possibly leave this room or maybe go and check out the book from the library? Oh, yes, of course. Um, you were seeking information about Strahd's transformation, yes? Well, yes, I am. Okay. <clears throat> yes, uh, sorry. If you were to... And he kind of waves his hand, and this desk begins to kind of animate and shuffle down uh, to the north. Uh, if you were to go through this antechamber and out the next room, it would take you to the Grand Central Library. Down the staircase um, will be the... Oh, brother, what is it called? Uh, um, is the lower chambers in which you could... Uh, 
Anyways, the library and the, the lower chambers. I'm so sorry, my my mind is not what it used to be. <laughs> you know, of course. <clears throat> yes. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll look over at this table here. You mentioned there was a bottle of wine or something over there. Mm. Yes. Oops, wrong layer. Um, give me two seconds here. I am just moving out. So go ahead and keep uh, doing what you're doing. And I will get this room opened up. Thank you. Uh, Marius will walk over to there and uh, pick up the bottle that was offered to, to us. Are you coming with us? Oh, you mentioned no. you needed to go over there. I, I have already done that for the day, I believe. Um, but, but here, let me open this door for you. Uh, and with a wave of his hand, he opens the door to this antechamber. Uh, do watch out. I do believe that there might be other guests. Um, please, as much as you can, keep these histories intact. Or I, I could lose my standing, you know. We will take the, most, the utmost discretion and uh, ensure we do not damage any of the books. I'll keep this bottle of wine quite far away from it. As he pick, as Marius picks up the bottle and uh, walks over towards the open door. Yeah, you can see that it is actually um, just some some purple mash number nine. It's not anything fancy, um, which strikes you as odd, but it is relatively new, which also strikes you as odd. Um, you would think that with a creature being so old that you know someone or something is funneling him supplies up here. Um, Strad has been back to this place and has been feeding this creature wine. That does not bode well. Uh, anyone I'll else? kind of whisper that to everyone. Uh, yes. Anyone else have any other questions for Exathander before you leave this room? Um, is the sarcophagus accessible from the library? Yes, you just take the stairs to the lower level, and that is where all the sarcophagi are kept. Um, the, there, there are multiple? Be... Well, well, yes, my boy. I see. Thank you. Well, what is in the sarcophagi? The amber sarcophagi. Oh. You see his eyes kind of widen. Yes! I remember. Oh. Wait. Hmm. He'll kind of turn to his desk and uh, extend a hand out. Um, and his book kind of gently floats over to him as if being carried by someone. Uh, and he begins to leaf through his notes. <sighs> kind of blowing off the dust. Sorry, it's been so long since I've had visitors into this room. Um, oh, they are where you can make packs with the dark powers of Barovia for your own powers. Um, although it, it appears here that Yes, one of them has been used recently to your lifetime. Um, you have closed the books. Unfortunately, Vampyr has already made his pact. But the other ones should be intact to do so. You're Though I would not speak their names aloud. Lest you want to incur the wrath of the creature inside. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, he cut you off as you're like 
I'm sorry, my boy. I did not mean to cut you off. What were you saying, lad? Do you recommend we make packs with these creatures? Yes, of course. Why not? What is life but the pursuit of power? For I am several... Um, several years old, though I've forgotten exactly how old I am. Hmm. Strange. This guy seems a little off his rocker. We should get out of here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the hospitality, Exothander. And I will bow gracefully, take my hat off and bow, and uh, sort of gesture to this uh, room that's opened up to Burn and uh, Krangulus and Caliban. Watch out for the golems, he says as he waves. Um, and he will just kind of walk back over to his chair uh, and Before sit back we, down. Uh, oh. Before we leave, I'll ask him if this... Will this door remain open should we need to return in this direction? No, yes, of course, lad. I will keep the door open for you. It's been some time since I have had anyone of note come through these chambers. I will thank him again. And uh, we'll begin heading towards that other room. Before I leave this room, is I want to take another look around... That is, there's been an awful lot of secret doors, it seems, around here. Is there any other hidden things? Hidden cabinets, uh, components? Yeah, if you would like to make an investigation check, if you're actively looking, um, or you can make a slightly harder perception. Yeah, I'll make it a little higher, since it's kind of still, like, hidden. You're trying, to do it, trying to do it subtly and not actively, correct? Yeah. I imagine yeah. investigation, I'm like getting into nooks and crannies versus exactly. percep perception, I'm just kind of looking around, you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I would like to make a perception, please. Go ahead. 16. Um, you do not notice anything. Um, is there anything else that looks new in this room besides the bottle of wine that I picked up? Not really. Um, you you get the... I will give you this. The dust that was blown out earlier did not stay. Like, it didn't, like, come out and, like, settle into the floor. It did flow somewhere. But with the opening of a new airway into this room, it's hard to tell where it went. So there probably is a secret door. You just didn't roll high enough to find it. Um, the only other thing of note that you could notice is the journal slash spell book that the Lich seems to be working in um, is really the only other thing, I mean, they're of actual, like, value. Um, these candelabras, you know, probably could be worth something. Same thing with, like, the dish plates and the towels and things, but they are tarnished, so they're probably only worth half their actual value. I'll take out the wand and use the last charge that I have of it for the day. Flick. Yeah, are you doing this on your way out to see what lights up? I will. Well, the wand kind of like points me in the direction of it. Uh, the wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you. Yeah, I like this. So you, you use your cloak of billowing um, to both discreetly hide the wand that you have concealed in the pocket there as well as gently quickly cast the spell uh, as you do so the north wall lights up 
quickly to your view as the wand kind of gently kind of gives you a tug in that direction. And you can see the faint outline of what looks like a large double-doored secret room. Um, the table itself has been pushed against it. Uh, it was shifted 10 feet over. Uh, and now rests against that wall, making the table, uh, that whole workspace, 20 feet long with a chair sitting in front of it. So the chair would be the owl, where the owl would be, and the desk now would take up this whole space. Okay. Which I can, I can paint on here really quick. Thank you kindly. Uh, that is all that I can do with the wand for now. That's the last charge. I have no more for the day until we rest. Um... And I will exit the room. Okay. Uh, you exit the room. Go ahead and move yourselves where you would like to be. Come, my boy. And I'll gesture to Burn and uh, Caliban as well. Uh, go ahead and move yourselves all the way out. Um, Burn, I'm going to give you the first action once you guys enter this room. There's bad guys. Is there, though? Look bad. Um, area. Let me slide over here. This this would be the library, correct? Yes. Perfect. Let me. What the? Oh fuck? man, roll twenty is fucking chill. What does that happen? X thirty. Um, you exit through X twenty nine, the secret room, uh, which is kind of this dust and cobweb filled ante room, ten foot high ceilings, um, into X thirty, which is the preserved library. This stone library has twenty foot high walls and a thirty foot high vaulted ceiling. Covering the ceiling is a fresco that depicts angels being set ablaze in hell. A black marble railing encloses a golden marble staircase, a gold marble staircase. That spirals downward to a 30-foot wide, 30-foot deep shaft to the north. Against the green walls, gray walls um, stand six foot, six ten-foot tall black marble bookcases. On their shelves are hundreds of well-preserved tomes. Embroidered rugs, chairs, and lit candelabras fill the southern half of the room. Now we um, see where all of the money of Barovia has gone. It's been funneled yes. into this forgotten temple. Um, sitting in the chairs are what look like two tribal berserkers. Um, each of them are reading a book, and they can't see... You can tell that they're breathing. Their weapons are kind of set next to them. Um, they have these... Uh, not a book. A book's not an adequate adequate description it's more of like a spell scroll that has been taken out of these stone sheaths uh and they are flipping through it you can see the dull pulse of magic as they are literally reading these scrolls and there is almost like this black wave of energy that is flowing from their eyes and mouth which both their eyes are open extremely wide and so is their mouth and whatever seems to be happening is they are enthralled at staring at these scrolls. Um, okay. Um, uh, you would... That's uh, great. Burn, how would you like to proceed? Very, very carefully. Um, shoot, I don't know. I don't want to fight these things, so... 
I guess um, I guess they're too enthralled to even notice that we're here. Um, you would think. Okay, well, let's not disturb. You can make these some active guys. checks if you want to. Cody, in this map, are these five foot squares or ten foot squares? Uh, they are ten foot squares still. This whole this whole area is ten foot squares. Big ass room. It is very. This is probably the largest room we've been in. Um. You, your intuition, based on your passive perception, just pulled your sheet here. Your intuition is that you need to be really careful which scrolls and or books you pull off the shelf. Okay, well, uh, you Burn's think that, that is probably reader, the trap. So I ain't picking anything off the shelf. Um, I'm just gonna kind of make my way towards the where the stairs are to see if I get noticed. Yeah, no, there is no threat to you in here that you can tell. Okay, I'm gonna wait here and, and kind of wave my friends over and be like, hey, they didn't notice me. I don't know if you guys want to poke around, but I ain't looking for a fight. I'll, uh, I'll step up to one of these berserkers sitting in the chair and kind of wave my hand in front of him. Does he react or respond? Can you describe in detail how you were doing this? Because this is very important. Because if you touch the book or him, something could happen. No. So I, I'm walking around in front of him in his chair. You know, kind of bend over and, like, wave a hand in front of him. I'm not touching him in any way. Yeah, no, you can see this necrotic energy kind of flow from his face to the book. Almost like the particle effects. Um, like, as if something's being sucked from his body. You can see that he looks kind of withered and gaunt, as if he's been sitting here for a while. Uh, but no, they do not recognize that you were there. You think it's almost another form of the trap that was in the other room, uh, where you saw those dead bodies that were just sitting in front of that idol and staring at it? Um, you would also probably glean that you would have to deliberately pick the book um, and then try and delve into its secrets. Okay. At this point, then I, I I personally can't can't sit to watch these people suffer. Uh, I'm I'm going to draw my sword, and then use it to kind of try and push the open book out of his hands. Uh, yeah, give me a strength check. Okay. After Holy 20. shit! Um, twenty-three total. You use the sword. Uh, much as you would anything like a crowbar or a lever to try and gain as much purchase on him as you can. And you feel this burst of energy. The berserker drops the book. It closes, skids across the floor, stopping at the rug in front of him as he dives after it and tries to, like, scramble to reopen it. No! No! Do not take this from me! I must know the secrets within! And he begins to scramble and try and open the book. Are you going to try and stop him again? No, no, you're freed! Uh, you need he, to do that! He hears your voice, and it's almost as if he's blind, because he looks like, look, who's there? No! Do not stop me from my quarry! Give me a percep uh, another, like, insight check. Insight? Sure. Uh, 19. The words he are using, he, he is using are not typical of a savage barbarian. It's almost as if his intelligence has been increased at the cost of his body and mind. Uh, 
and he will continue to, to clatter for the book unless you try to stop him. Uh, Calumban, please help me. I, like, restrain him. He, he does not understand what is happening to him. Calumban will come up and try and wrestle this guy. Okay, um, you do so. He, he, he automatically fails. He does not try to fight against you. Uh, okay. Or he doesn't have the strength to. Um, how long are you holding him for? Calumban will hold on to him uh, for a minute. How long have you been here? Uh, he He's just, like, crying and, like, uncoherently babbling about the, the fate of his tribe is conscribed to this book. The end of times is coming. Um, as you hold him for about a minute, his body begins to rapidly age as he turns into dust. Caliban is just kind of like gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caliban Mark, is probably like super freaked out being a tribal person himself, watching yeah. someone else like disappear into ash. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, the book, or the scroll rather, furls itself, rolling itself closed. Um, the tube begins to shake uh, on the chair where it was sitting, and. <laughs> closes over the scroll uh, which will then take off five feet in the air and fly to the northeast book case enclosing itself on the top right side note to self we will not touch that scroll case um Kringlis or Ozol let's move on to one of you guys here uh I will 10, 20, 30, 40, 10, 20, 30, 40. Basically just kind of loop around to get to where Burn is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can go straight across the room. If oh, you okay. Want to. I was like, I don't know if we need to respect the yeah. whole 40, 40, but yeah, I'll go with Burn. I mean, I wish Stolas was here. Stolas is all about, like, forbidden knowledge. Yeah. Ozol has no interest in helping these people out right now. Okay. Yeah. They will just be content to read until they turn to ash, essentially. Um,. Is the risk of searching through these books worth turning into dust? Stolas, I believe you've triggered many traps today. <laughs> um, I you you mean you mean? Oh, I'm Kringle? sorry, Kringle. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. You just believe, mentioned Stolas, and I believe it you mean like, Kringlas. <laughs> uh, my dear boy, it's my old age. My apologies. I will say no, this, in the interest of fair play. This specific room uh, being tended to, as long as you don't read the books, right? You have no, no worry of being trapped or attacked here. This would be a good place to long rest. Can, can you guys we have long not. rest? You can. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a day. Okay. Uh, between the traps that you've gone through, the talking, the fighting... Um, I think that's a great idea because I could do one last thing before we long rest. Yeah. And then I can transfer you guys maps here too, since we're Okay. Uh yeah, I, I think that's a good I, idea. I think we have more things we need to do. We are on a time clock here with uh whatever the curse of the skull is. We need to be expedient about being here. I would prefer not to sleep. Okay. Let's see. Well, I'll take burn. it to a vote. Um, um, 
Yeah, Burn. we need to get our spell slots back, our health. I'm less than half health right now. I still have methods of healing, and do you have hit dice that you can use? Uh, I only have half of my hit dice I can use. Still and then I also got hit with that thing until I long rest. I can only gain like 70, uh, a percentage of my health back. What was that, that spell we got hit with? Something that reduced your hit point maximum. Yeah. Right? That, it was until we long rest, Cody, or was that... Correct. You, you had the draining effect from, I think, both Kringlis and Burn had their hit points reduced by about 20 points, roughly. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so we'll just say, I'm gonna give you a reduction of 10 each of your total hit points until the end of today. So if you long rest, that goes away, if that makes sense. So you could take one more short rest today before you long rest again, but this next section you're heading into is going to be a little bit rough, per se. Um, I would prefer to rest if it's going to be rough. Um, I can also, before we rest, cast uh, Arcane Eye so we can scout a bit ahead while we're resting. Um, and I'll be able to get the slots back. Um, I'm also out of... Um, I have one luck and two... And, and zero portents left, so I'm pretty low on resources. I got uh, about half my spells are used. Yeah, and if Ozol's not using spells, he's kind of useless. No offense. Wow. Not taking my boy. Well, in a sword fight, you know, he's not really, you know, a heavy hitter. Hey, I've hit once with the sword, and it fucking killed that dude. So I'm no, I'm just saying, like, when it I, comes, I know, you know, I know, I know. I think a rest could be wise, Master Rudari. Can gather some important intel. So I have two for long rest. Uh, Kringlis, where do you stand? Um. Well, you're the tiebreaker because Caliban's going to vote with Mario's votes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because um, I think I think uh, it's probably best that we regain all our spell slots and stuff because I believe I'm out as well, so... Okay. All right. Well, uh, oh I no! Think... Don't look at Whoa! that. Close that! Oh Don't God. look at that. There's oh new... no! Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't realize I could close it. I was like, "Why are you?" No, you're good. It? Um, I am so sorry. That was the wrong button. Um, <laughs> I will. Okay, um, it's out of your journals. Thank God. I will. Uh, I guess grab a seat. Um, not well. These chairs are occupied, or they're not occupied. They're not occupied. They look comfortable. And not like in a trappy way. They're just. I like was like, that sounds like webs. a trap. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry. I understand. I will. I'll, I'll <laughs> place my. I'll, I'll, I'll place my hand on the chair, and uh, cast press the digitation to unsoil it and sit down. And uh, I guess would as it, I'm wa as I'm would walking. Would it actually be better to rest here, or would it be better to rest in the room that has Strahd's castle in it, and we could spend that time studying it? Yeah, if you guys want to backtrack, you could. That being said, there are still active guardians. 
that, uh, that I will say that is why I specifically pointed out this room is safe. As long as you don't go downstairs or read the books, okay, you are but, safe. Um, will we actually get any insight from studying that castle? Oh, yeah. There's a lot to be gleaned from that. The, the outlay of your enemy's castle? Yeah. But you do risk a, a technical and another guardian encounter with either a golem or flame skulls or whatever. But we can also revisit that castle later, right? Potentially. But it takes time to study it is the problem. And we're on a clock, like I was saying, with the curse that seems to be spreading amongst all of us. Yeah, but we could cure the curse and come back. Potentially. We don't know how much time we have for the curse. I would I would rather go and rest there, and I can uh, I can cast my Leoman's tiny hut, which should seal us inside from being bothered by anything. So I can secure the room. Ah, very clever, Marius Fadari. That's fine. Um, as we I guess if we're gonna do that, as we leave, I'll cast uh, Arcane Eye to begin scouting the lower levels. Ooh. Okay. Thank God. Uh, I need you to make a contested Arcana check to cast a spell in this room. Okay. What is what does that mean? I just roll uh, Arcana against you, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have you roll it. I have a set DC for this room. If you beat it, you can cast the spell. If you don't beat it, something interesting happens. I mean, oh, could God. I just cast it from the other room? I guess, or does it? It's just this room. I. Um, I want to answer that question. I will remind you, you are still within the domain of this lich's lair. So he that's would block I can... it, I guess is what No, that's all I can say right now. I, I have given you the, the terms of what there is a reaction that could happen if you do not pass the Arcana check. Okay. Well, I guess it would be metagaming if I didn't do that. So Right. Uh, so uh, th that's the most fair warning I can give. I oh, will use no. a luck. I'll use a luck roll. I got one left. Uh, Arcana check is going to be 20. Okay. You beat the DC. Your spell goes off. Okay. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know if we have an Arca Arcane Eye token, but it'll, it'll, it'll be here. I it'll be, do not. Moving. What I'm going to do, Ozol... Uh, why don't the rest of you zoom out and put yourselves in X20, uh, which is down and over, and I will describe to you what you are seeing with your arcane eye, um, which I think is an interesting way of doing this instead of actually revealing the map to you. Okay, that's fine. Um, you see a staircase that Wait, descends. Can, may, may, oh. I, may I read arcane eye? Because I think it's the first oh, time I've yes, used it. Oh, yes, of course. Sure. So arcane eye... Uh, so again, I'm casting it from the library. You create an invisible, invisible, invisible magical invisible. eye within range that hovers in the air for the duration, in this case an hour. You mentally receive visual information from the eye, which has a normal vision and dark vision up to 30 feet. The eye can look in every direction. As an action, you can move the eye up to 30 feet in any direction. There's no limit to how far away the eye can be from you, but it can't enter another plane of existence. A solid barrier blocks the eye's movement, but the eye can pass through an opening as small as one inch in diameter. So I will use that to scout ahead, and uh, I will uh, join the others for the long rest. Okay. Um, 
go ahead and Caliban and... Oh, no. Uh, Burn, go ahead and pull yourself down to X20, my guy. And These are my uh, portent rolls, 20 and 14. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, potentially. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I don't want to give any spoilers away. You descend down this staircase with your flaming blue eye. The eye of Sauron descends down the staircase. Um, it's kind of the same, like, golden marble staircase. Okay. okay. Um, with that, that hugs the railing going down 30 foot wide shaft, right? Uh, laying in the middle of the room are six rotten wooded crates. Um, to the north, or I'm sorry, to the south, to the east, and to the west are three golden amber colored rock formations um do you want to inspect them at all or do you want to inspect the crates at all get a little closer to either the golden crates uh either the crates or these like golden pillars um i guess the crates uh yeah the crates I mean, I guess uh, both. Or, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to describe this without giving anything away that is olfactory sensing, right? Um, the crates are just rotted wood. You don't have any hands to pry them up. You can't smell anything in this room. But it strikes you as odd that there's six of them kind of spread through the room. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to go west south or east to look at these the closest one would be the one to the west uh, uh these west? sarcophagi-esque like pillars sure you're going west is that what i heard yeah you said the closest one i'll go to the yes. closest one uh the closest one seems to be a pillar that stretches about 20 feet tall um you can see what originally looks like cracked amber that is spilled across the ground and there is a void missing there is a tarnished nameplate um scratched in infernal can you read infernal uh, actually i believe i may be able to do that let me uh let me see here uh i don't but if the party members that are with me someone could read it i could sketch or like kind of like copy the words or the text i guess sure does anyone here know to speak Infernal? I do not actually understand that language. Is that any yeah. kind of, like, holy language or something? That's a language of demons, my guy. No I language? speak Abyssal, Common, and Draconic, and Elvish. Uh, hold on, where, where does it say which languages I know? Bottom I know, left, I believe. I know I know a few. Kringlis, do you speak Infernal? Negatory. A droid who doesn't know multiple languages? What the hell? What the hell? What the uh, hell? Could I make an investigation, maybe? No, if you don't speak it, you could scratch it down. There's two other people you could ask, one being Exathar 
and you could have Maria send a sending message to check in with um, Madam. Um, God, what is his name? Van Richten. Oh, yeah. Van Richten what's, also has a plethora of languages that he what's speaks. What's the language called? Infernal. Oh, no. And of Sylvan, Orcish, Giant, Draconic, and Celestial. Okay. Um, I, I guess I'll scratch that down. Or jot okay. that down. Um, is there any noticeable... I guess I have an hour of 30 feet, so that's like many thousands of feet. Is there any bad guys that I see? Golems um, or anything that I would recognize? See, there are two other sarcophagi uh, that each have names written in Infernal, which I will allow you to scratch down. Um, and it depends how close you come, because they could interrupt your spell. Uh, this the, one, however, is inert. The sarcophagi or the golems? The sarcophagi. Okay. Um... Is, I mean, is this all that's down here? Is just this big room and three boxes and some sarcophagi? Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, there is some cracks in the wall uh, that you can see leading to another chamber, but it depends how far you want to go with this narrative. Well, I mean, I guess we're looking for the symbol of Holy Ravenkind, so is there anything obvious that would no. strike? Unfortunately okay. not. Okay. Um, do you want to take the cracks in the wall? Sure. Okay, um, so without checking out the other two sarcophagi, you float to the southeast side of the room, and there are two probably five-foot cracks in the wall, uh, these fissures that have opened up, that end at a dead end of amber. You're not quite sure what that's about. Okay. Uh, but that is I this mean, whole I... room. And there's no doors or like anything like that? Nope. The fissures seem to be leading somewhere else, but there's almost this sculpted amber release relief um, that is blocking the end of the passageway. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess if that's the full hour and that's all I could see, I mean, that's that's all I, I guess that's oh, all I got. Well, it's not the full hour, but that is that is as far as you can go in this room, if that makes sense. Okay, so that's the entire bottom level, I guess, is what you're saying? This is... Oh, man, this is hard to do vaguely. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, this is as far as your arcane eye can go due to the limitations on this room without explaining more. Uh, physically, you probably could do some investigating if you were allowed to touch or interact with things. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, you could go back and look at the other two sarcophagi if you mm -hmm. would like. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if, if this is as much as I can glean, then I'll do that while I guess I'll, I'll end my turn and let everyone else go what they're doing on their break, and then we can come back to the sarcophagi. Okay. Um, Kranglis. Okay, um, if anyone has any requests for potions, maybe it's something I can make in our downtime, or I could help with studying this, uh, this... Uh, what would you call this? A miniature? Uh, it's a diorama. Uh, it is a scaled diorama that um, can be taken apart in several sections. Um, I think last time I was trying to describe it, I was kind of gripping for words. I was a little bit tired. No offense. Uh, oh, but it wasn't on an adequate description. Uh, this is a scale model 
in which you can deconstruct parts of the castle um, and they form a map. It does appear potentially that if you were to take off the entire top level that you could presumably remove towards the bottom to see what is under the castle. Um, but if you take your time, layer by layer, you can sketch from the top floor down the outline, footprint, and map of Castle Ravenloft. I will also allow you to make perception, investigation, uh, or any other like related check, uh, maybe insight, to figure out what each of these scale rooms is meant for, should you want to, if that makes sense. Essentially, you could it's a build-your-own-map situation. The, the trouble here was is that if you take it apart, you may lack the skill to put everything back where it goes. It's like moving like a, like a toy dollhouse, like a scaled toy dollhouse, and just sliding it all into a box, and then it rumbles around, and then when you want to pull it back out, you don't know where the furniture went if you didn't own it, right? What the rooms were, the orientation. You could try to reconstruct it, but it would be extremely difficult. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. I think it. I think that would probably be the best use of time since Kranglis doesn't have to rest really. Yeah. Uh, I could be doing that while everyone else well. is actually focusing on resting. Yeah. Um. And you said I could roll investigation on any particular room. Well, basically, what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you make a series of checks, um, and okay. I will, when we get to Ravenloft, what I will do instead of giving you knowledge now. I will unlock certain areas of fog, being that you know the layout of that area. Cool. If that okay. makes sense. Got it. Nice. Um, I guess once my um, time is done, I'll begin helping. I guess oh, like no, sketch. Oh no, no, no! You and I. We'll we'll get back to you. To your turn, Ozal. Wow. Uh oh. We have this flaming eye to dance with, my friend. Wow. Uh, Marius, are you long resting? Uh, I'm taking a moment to uh, ritual cast Leoman's Tiny Hut, which essentially should block off a good portion of this room to protect us from any intrusion. Uh, and then you... I... Well, I'm sorry. You think the most strategic use of this is blocking the main door because the secret doors only open if you know that they're there. So presumably, depending on, since it's a 10-foot room, Lehman's Tiny Hut is what, 20 feet across? Something like that. It's, it's rather large in size. Um, let's see here. A 10-foot radius. radius dome. Yes. So, I'm going to say it takes up a 4x4 four four space, 10-foot radius. Or, no. It would take up one square. Because these are 10-foot squares. Surrounding me, yeah? Yeah. A 3x3. Three Okay, you're going to put it right there? Well, I would probably... Here would be better for me, because then I could block the door and still manipulate the castle. Perfect. Because I can stay yeah. within the bubble. That sounds great. You do that. Okay. What else are you doing? Uh, I would like to investigate the castle. Okay. Then I will hop back to you and Kringlis mm. and have you guys make group checks all at once. Um... Callum, what's Caliban doing? Castle as well? Or is he just kind of keeping watch on the secret door? Since you guys know it's there. I mean, uh, yes. I, let's have him 
watch the secret door. Perfect. So it is a one-way door uh, that does have a locking mechanism. Uh, give me a dexterity check to see if he can figure out how to lock it from this side, being that it is not a typically normal lock. Okay, dexterity for him. 19. 19. Yeah, he kind of fumbles around with it um, somewhat impressively, I would say, um, and is able to lock it. Uh, and then he will just kind of hang out, keep a guard. Burn, what are you doing? Just resting. Yeah. Just taking it all in. You just, Burn's you have tired. That... He's a big old boy. We've been running around this fucking castle like chickens with our heads cut off. So. I, I think since the first season of the of Live and Let's Dice, way back when we first started, the canonical joke is that Burn never takes his armor off. Right. Or, like, very rarely. So you just kind of, like, take your shield off your back and, like, curl up with your sword and, like, just kind of lay on it. Like, super, like the only person ever whose passive skill is that he doesn't have to take his armor off to sleep. Um, yeah. And just, just take a big old snore and roar and nap, huh? Yeah, dude. Think about my missing eye. Oh, how Odin-esque. Your masterwork helm that's even more comfortable than your original helm. Yeah. Didn't even get to enjoy it with my other eye. <laughs> Perhaps it'll get fixed when uh when you find the hammer finally. Maybe. Um you do notice that the one thing, I think I really only a player haven't told this to you. As you're sleeping and this next day ends, the necrosis across your armor begins to spread. Oh no. These black tendrils that are reaching across everything. Uh, and they almost form, like, uncomfortable cracks. And it's almost as if the armor itself is kind of being constricted and then release. Almost as if the armor has taken on a life of its own. No, me gusta. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, Ozal, back to you. Are you heading south or east to check out the next sarcophagi? Or are you done? Um, I mean, you seem very excited about me checking them out, so, um, and the, those, those, you said there was a crack, but this thing can go through cracks, so you're saying the crack is, like, filled uh, in on the other side, or? I will describe more effectively for you. Um, yeah. Equan's comment, though, says one solution to necrosis is amputation. He is a doctor. Yes. He is a doctor. He does the amputations. Uh, that's, that made me giggle. Um, so there is a big room, um... 30 feet deep so I, I guess and just 50 for, feet just, wide. Just for my, my own vision and for the people at home. So we went down the stairs. There was a big room with some crates. Here, the just... crates seemed pretty empty. And then we went through like some thing. And then now we're in a room with sarcophagi. Is that my understanding that correctly? Max, how do I drag one person over to a different map? Uh, pull open the bookmark page. Okay. Then click and drag Ozal's name from the lower side with the character banners like DM Cody, Gringlis, Ozal, and drag his name onto the bookmark or to the page you want. Uh, Ozal, scroll all the way out and all the way north. All the way out and all. The... Oh, okay, perfect. 
Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's good. So this is the bottom of the stairwell. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to put you right here. Okay. Uh, I can you just... floated over here. Okay. Right? That, yeah. That, For our that audio listeners, sense. right? Uh-huh. So there's the different crates. There's a sarcophagus that's kind of been blown open. Oh, um, this and... is a sarcophagus. This is a little yeah. palace here. So they are these big amber pillars. Uh, I'm oh. sorry, big golden pillars. And then inside them is like an amber egg. And then etched oh, above the egg is a word in infernal. Right? Okay. These are like 30, 30 feet tall. 20, oh, so feet. all this exploration has been in this one room. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um, you go past these crates. There's a bunch of them weirdly set out across the room. There's another sarcophagus down here. Oops, sorry. Uh, oh, okay, down here. Okay. One over here. And then you said one to the west, or the east. Yep. Okay. There's, and then over I... here are the cracks that I was talking about. And they go down and then end. They're like giant, like five foot wide fissures, ten feet tall, and that's where oh, it stops. Oh, but they end. Yes. Okay. And without being able to interact with them, that's the limitations within the room. I see. So okay, you can so attempt then, yeah. to interact with a sarcophagus if you would like. Like touch it with the eye? Uh, if you come in with a certain radius of the sarcophagus, you will trigger the effect Something. of it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do this one over here so it's closer to the cracks. Oh, What's man. up, Brinson? East sarcophagus. Yep. Uh, sorry, give me two seconds to read through here. There's a bunch of information about these. You want to shout out chat while I'm doing this? Uh, yeah, we got Brenton, uh, Equan, Badfish. What's up, guys? Okay. You are... You come within... 20 feet of this thing and you feel a pool on your linked mind and you hear a voice the name above the sarcophagus which was infernal begins to shift and morph into common as it says Zadun this pillar it says what? Zadun the name above it you presume Um, Uh, okay Z-H-U-D-U-N Okay. As you get kind of closer to it, this this golden pillar, it kind of has these filigree outlines that have this perfectly shaped egg-like amber structure. And a face appears, and all it is is it's just one giant eye staring back at you. This is, well, well, well. What have we here, little morsel? Have you come to receive my dark gift? But not in person. Wary wizards all. I am Zidane. How do you okay. respond? You feel, you feel that if you think enough, I mean, probably like shock and alarm bells going off in your head because the this creature seems to be breaking the limitations of your spell. I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't know if I can actually hear anything. No. Um, it is directly linked into your mind. And as you try to, like, shut off the spell or, like, move, you are slowly, if you keep getting closer, you feel like you will lose control of the spell. Say that one more time. Sorry. My headphones yeah, cut out so just a second. As you are, like, your, your astral eye is kind of, like, floating up and down and it inspecting this uh, pillar with a sarcophagus in the middle. The name reveals itself. You see the eye. You hear the voice. You Mm -hmm. can feel the tug on your mind. You feel that if you engage or approach this creature anymore, 
that you will lose control of your spell and be stuck either speaking with this creature, it could, you know, disrupt your spell in some way, but you feel that if you wanted to respond, you could, but responding would open up a channel directly to your mind with this creature. At this point, could I just drop concentration and end the yeah. spell? Yeah. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. I'll okay. back to where we're in the room. And uh, do I... Um, can I roll a... Maybe a history check? Is this a name that might be familiar? You said it was Zidane or Zidane? Uh, you would have to probably critically hit to know it. There's not a lot of, like, well, if you wanted more information funny. on this. It's funny that you say that, Cody, because I'm about to crit. Oh, damn it, I got a 22. <laughs> Almost. Uh, no, 22. that is not high enough. You can 29 for it, my guy. Oh, With the exception funny. that you get the impression that if you were to find the right book in the library you were in, you could find the histories of each of the contained sarcophagi below. So you've seen three, one of which being Vampyr, which you recall is Strahd's pact that he made with the dark power of Barovia. Mm -hmm. You're starting to get the sense and connect these in your mind that the chambers below are other dark packs you could make for power. And that is the link that kind of fills everything in here. I see. Okay, well, I'll inform that to the group. Yeah, and uh, uh, pull, play that out for me. How are you going to say that? Because this is a, kind of a lot to unload on a room full of people. Oh, as you snap, yeah. oh, snap out of it. There seems to be an evil presence in this chamber. It attempted to bridge a gap into my mind, and uh, I will say uh, we must be very careful as we enter. This was a powerful entity that was enough to to break. My spell, a very powerful spell. We must take rest and be ready for whatever's down there. Okay. And uh, I will uh, begin, uh, I guess, helping catalog this uh, this thing, the the model. Sounds great. Um. Everyone who is cataloging the Moggle, blah, I cannot talk tonight. I am so sorry to audio muggle. listeners. The Moggle. Dang, Muggles. Um, everyone who is cataloging the model, if you would please roll a mental skill to catalog certain pieces of this as you guys begin to take it out. Uh, and I will give you guys three checks each if you're kind of splitting up the model, or you can make several group checks. Um, if you guys are kind of divvying out the work. Which, uh, which check do you want from us? Um, just a mental skill. So, like, uh, either intelligence or wisdom, straight up, like saving throws, or per uh, perception, insight, investigation. Uh, I will take perception if that is applicable then. Yeah. Uh, and you said I'll three per? Three per. One, two, three. Ooh, 25, nice. 26, 29. 17, 25, and 11 for Kranglis. 27, 24, 24, and 18 for Ozol. Holy um, shit. I said I was resting, um, you know, because it was a long rest. So is that yeah, something you're going to do after? or You guys probably spend a good 10 hours in this room um, okay. so resting in shifts, right? At some point. Yeah. Well, well, you guys tell me. I don't want to actually assume. Do you guys want to rest in shifts and each of you takes a certain layer of the model? 
do you guys want to do it together and then rest? So you're spending like a total of like two to, f to three hours deconstructing this model and then rest? I just want to make sure I got a full rest, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what what, what is your process though, guys? The, so I so I have kind of more license to either give you more or less depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, my idea was that I was just working with Marius to. Okay, so you guys are working this. as a group. Well, Kringlis doesn't need to sleep, I believe. He is uh, automaton, right? So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll spend since Ozol was busy earlier. I'll spend the first bit kind of studying and prepping that, and then I'll need to sleep, and then at some point Ozol would take over and continue. Okay, so I'm going to say you guys are working in teams to do this. So, um, uh, Burn, if you want to roll whatever you know, either intelligence, investigation, perception, whatever, to kind of help. So far, we only have one failed check. Okay, so. Uh, perception? Yeah. Just once? Uh, three times. Oh. Okay. 15, 17, 17. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, you guys are able to deconstruct the entirety of the castle all the way to the ground floor. However, as you begin to kind of take off the bottom piece that leads to the uh, underside of the castle. I need you guys to roll initiative. Uh, and let me get my initiative counter up here. Let's see here. Calumban. Arius. Wow, we all rolled terrible. Eight around the board. Marius rolled the natural 20. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Roll 20 from... Oh, you rolled Caliban. Okay. There we go. Come on, roll 20. Load up. Um... All right. In descending order, we have Marius Rodari with 20. Flame Skull with a 19. Kringlis, oh man, you guys rolled Kringlis with an 8.16, Kalamban with an 8.14, Ozol with an 8.12, and Burn with an 8.11. So they all rolled 8. Roll 20 has this cool thing where it adds a decimal place uh, that automatically breaks up so that there's no ties, uh, which kind of helps the Dungeon Master. Traditionally in D&D, if I was at the table, you'd be like, 8, 8, 8, 8. Like, who has the highest dexterity? It's kind of like a normal house rule for who gets to go first. Um, but Rule 20, thankfully, is nice enough to break that up for us. As you lift off the base plate, you're able to deconstruct the entirety of the upper to, to the f main floor of the castle. The diorama begins to burst into flames as a flame skull is revealed, charring the entirety of the basement uh, or the undercroft of this castle. Um, and it rises out. Marius, you have the first reaction. Um... I'm going to say this happens at the end of your guys' long rest. So you guys have all long rested. You're all vitalized and feeling better. It just comes flying out of the, the top there. Oh, man. Yeah, no, so as you lift off the the base plate, so each layer, like, um, it's like taking apart a diorama. So you can pull off, like, the, the turrets, and you look inside, and you're like, oh, this is, like, obviously some sort of guard's chamber. 
this is a bedroom with furniture and you're peeling it off layer by layer room by room piece by piece and some of them come off in like giant layers right so you can take off the roof and you see that the whole attic you can take off the attic layer to reveal the top story then second story then third story then ground floor as you get to the ground floor there's like two little divots in the wood to remove the base plate you recognize like the dining hall where you guys had dinner um as you remove that to reveal the undercroft uh there's a green glow and crackling of fire that burns the bottom of this area as the flame skull activates you think that this was probably some sort of creature hidden in here to keep certain secrets of strahd's castle safe should it ever be compromised by anyone who was not supposed to see it? Hmm. Okay. Well, I get to react first to it, so I'll uh, immediately draw my sword and bring down a uh, a two-handed booming blade on it. So, uh, 17 to hit. Hits. So that's going to be seven slashing, one thunder. And then a bless strike should have gone off, but it did not. So uh, I'll make sure to roll that. A three radiant damage as well. Okay. Um, thunder so. has no effect. Uh, it's resistant, so that would drop it to half a point. So I'm going to say it's zero, since it was only one point of damage. You mean one and uh, a half, so it would be one point of damage? Yeah. Yeah. Um, seven slashing and three radiant um, dealing a total of 10 points of damage. So it's immune to radiant? No, it took the full three. It just doesn't have, like, um... Oh. Uh, still vulnerability one, right? to it. Okay. Hmm? So it would still... The thunder would still deal one point, right? Mm, sure, why not? We'll give it to you. It technically has I resistance thought... to thunder? I thought you said lightning before. Uh... I have thunder and lightning on here under resistances. Oh, what Never the mind. hell? Excuse me. No, you're good. Uh, I'll give you the one point because you even rounded down to point five as half, but I mean it's one point of damage. Like whatever, that's fine. So eleven so, points of damage. Eleven points of damage. Thank you. Um, and then I'll. Uh, for those of you that are there, get up. We have a skull here. We need to take care of. Um, and that's oh, my, oh, my oh, action. Oh. We could just walk um, out of the bubble and he can't follow us. I was going to say, Layman's tiny hut. What is the duration of Layman's tiny hut? Yeah, he's not inside eight, the bubble. Eight, if you look, eight, he's on the bottom eight, left. Eight hours. Eight hours. Oh, so how can he even attack us if he's not inside the bubble? I mean, Attacks can't pass through Layman's tiny hut. I know. That's what I was about to say. I'm, I'm not there yet, dude. There's still one person outside the bubble, my guy. Um, And then, sorry, I'm reading back up on this sword breaker you gave me it's just critical hits is it just critical hits yeah it okay. is a plus yeah. one weapon but i think that's factored into the seven slashing it I is believe. it is yeah okay. well, i was just trying to see if maybe for whatever reason i got a another point there cool all right well that is all i can do okie day um Come on here. Why is it not working? Uh, Flame Skull's turn. I cast Fireball on Kalimban. There we go. He's resistant to fire. 
He also he also has advantage on uh, area of effect attacks because of danger sense. Um, twenty two is enough to save for half. Um, for some reason my roll twenty is chugging really hard and the spells are not going off, so I'm just gonna manually roll eight d six, casting a third level. Are you using Chromecast or Chrome? Uh, no, I'm using Firefox. Weird, yeah, because Firefox works a lot better on Roll Twenty for me, and then I use the I use Google Chrome for Streamyard. Roll eight. Uh, so he takes eleven fire. Well, eleven is half, and then a quarter of that would be five. All right, he takes five points of fire. However, everything else in the room is utterly obliterated in flames. <laughs> Uh, the, the diorama goes up in fire. The table with dioramas at goes up in fire, burning out the whole bottom chamber. Um, and it's Kranglis's turn. Okay, so attacks can't come in, but they can go out of the shield thing? I believe you have to move out of Liaman's tiny hut, attack, and then move back in. Okay. Yeah, I'm correct. I'll pull it up. Hold on. Nine creatures medium size can fit inside the area. The spell fails the area, including a larger creature or more than nine creatures. Enter it. Creatures and objects within the dome. When you cast the spell, can move through it freely. All other creatures and objects are barred from passing through it. Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. The atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry, regardless of the weather outside. Until the spell ends, you can command the interior to become dimly lit or dark. The dome is opaque from the outside or any color you choose, but it is transparent from the inside. And then it would be approximately like this, based on how I cast it. I'm going to say in this specific scenario, the fact that spells cannot be passed through it, I'm going to say same thing for attacks. Um, just for the interest of fair play. <laughs> um, so you can move out and then back in so you're safe, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I think I'll do that. Um, I will cast a firebolt at it. Are, are you sure? He's immune to fire. Yeah. No, oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, Crankless. Yes. Not when it comes oh, to Oh, that's no. right. That's oh right. Oh uh, 22 God. hits, dealing 20 points of fire damage because of your uh, your feet, right? Or your... Oh, yeah. Uh, it is now critically wounded. Nice. Um, Calamban. Uh, that's you, Marius. Sorry about that. All right, Caliban. Um, Caliban is going to uh, swing on this thing a couple times with Winter's Howl. Uh, he will do that with advantage, do the flank from Marius. So two swings. One... Two natural ones. Oh, oh, double natural one. Can he just fucking... Um, oh, my gosh. 
You know what to do, Marius. D100s. Let's resolve this. Do you have to roll that twice, the D100s? No. That is just Somebody wouldn't care to portent. (laughs) Oh my god. Don't waste your portent on that. I'm not wasting portent on this. Oh my god. I don't think I've ever had a double one. That's a 2% chance, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 5% to... um... Right? Double natural ones, 2%. Uh, what is it? One, one out of twenty. One divided by twenty. Melee. You lunge past uh... your enemy, exposing yourself to his range attack. Your missile. Oh nope, that's a range critical hit. A point twenty-five percent chance, if my math is correct. Uh, melee enemy. When you are attacking, is unable to use their reaction to perform an attack of opportunity. So. Nothing bad happens to you. You just don't get a reaction this turn. Okay. Um, thank God. With 13 hits, uh, dealing 13 points of damage, the skull becomes inert. I'm For the sake of brevity, I'm just going to say Caliban probably picks it up, opens the secret door, throws it in the hallway, closes the secret door, it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, the castle is destroyed. Uh, you mentioned there was other stuff over here as well in the room. Actually, yeah, oh that... yeah, there's like debris, like carpenter's tools and old chairs and like drafting notes and things like that. All that shit's gone. Uh, the room is just a charred mess now. Right. How unfortunate. So, but, but you guys did reveal from the top to the ground floor. So when you get to Castle Ravenloft, someone write that down before I forget. Yeah. You said from the top of the castle to the ground floor? Yep. There is so we some redacted information, but beneath. yes. Okay, let me log that in Discord real quick. Okay. Uh, that is a special resource you guys have, and it is cataloged to the point that you guys have made maps and layouts. Um, however, only half of the traps were shown, and there are some few key things that were added later on after this model that were not shown. But you do have empty rooms with, like, question marks in it that were not fully explained. Uh, So you know there are points of interest within some of the upper layers of the castle. You just don't know what they are. Okay, sweet. Uh, Anyways, you descend down the stairs. Anything else you guys want to do on this level before you go down? Uh, I wanted to see if there's anything else salvageable here in the area. Oh, no, it's toast, dude. Um, there, however, X-21 also goes down. Do you guys want to go down this way, or do you want to backtrack back to the staircase? You know what's it behind the staircase, at least. Yeah, I think so the library would interesting probably quality. be a better option. So I have one for the library. Two. And library. Kind of Caliban as well. Three. All right, majority vote. You guys head down yeah. to here. All right, I'm going to have everybody scroll up. To the staircase, Ozol, if you wouldn't mind putting yourself back on the staircase, please. Yeah, that's a good idea. Ah. Oh, here. I'll put you at the top. Boop. Um, you descend down the staircase. Ten foot squares uh, into this room. How would you like to proceed? Go 
go ahead and uh, actually, here's what I'm going to do uh, before I start giving too many things off. Whoever is first in marching order, come to the bottom of the stairs and then use your whole movement as if it was a turn. So burn, you're first. Go ahead and move your 30 feet, I believe is what you have, as you reach the bottom of the staircase and put yourself where you'd like to be. Oh, okay. I just moved my token yep. there. I was... Nope. Okay. I'm going to say what the staircase itself is free movement. Once you hit the bottom of the staircase is where your turn starts. We're going to move you guys to okay. wherever you want to go this first round. And then something may or may not happen. Okay, because I was back here before you said that. And I went over here. Oh, I just placed you guys on the stairs. So you're not in marching okay. order. So however you want to proceed, I'm going to say burn. You go ahead and go first. Okay. So I have 30 feet of Mm-hmm. 10, 20, uh, 30. All right. Do you also see that, you know, golden marble staircase, uh, the, the rugs that has the north wall, uh, laying in the middle of the room are these six rotten wooden crates. Uh, there's these kind of amber pillars set onto each wall. They're kind of hard to see with how dark this room is. Um... And that's that's where you go. Uh, Caliban, I'm assuming, is next. He could be, yes. 10, 20, 30, 40. Okay. Uh, then Marius? 10, 20, 30. Oh, no, you don't have to count the stairs. So from the bottom of the stairs, take your move. Oh. Uh, let's put Caliban here, then. Marius will go here. Okay. Uh, Kranglis, go to the bottom of the stairs, take your move. I'm going to reload, re-20 really quick. Roll 20 really quick. Okay. Uh yeah, roll 20 is acting out. We'll be right here. Okay. And then Ozo. Uh, I'm going to go here. And I will, uh, I guess, can I have an action to cast light? The cantrip? I don't yeah, know if we're like nope. in combat or like uh, restricted. We'll be shortly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will. I guess before we get there, uh, cast uh, light. Okay. Uh, Forty feet of light emit from the crystal. Uh, the light is sort of daylight in color, though not actually daylight. All right. Let me get this fixed on your character sheet here. And I will give you 40 feet of light. Uh, dynamic lighting. Light emits 20 feet of bright light. And it's 20 feet of light and dark, right? Or dim? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 20 feet radius of bright light and an additional 20 feet of dim light. There you go. Boom. That is what you can see. 
All right, go ahead and roll initiative here. Copy that. Um, oh, I forgot to do something while we were on rest, but go ahead and do it then. Does this game like no? I'm a tank or something because it always fucking rolls me under ten. Dean, can you reload in a streamyard, please? This sounds very, very robotic. I've already done it twice, but sure. Okay. Well, I guess if you're using that app that's making you sound like that, if you could... I'm not using an app. I'm fucking... Just okay, well, usually issues. when it happens, you, you say you're doing something else. I'm asking if you're doing that thing to not do it. Uh, 18. Mario's got a nat 20 again for initiative. Dang. Uh, that thing I was going to do is bringing in Vor, uh, if that's fine with you. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, bro. Um, he will be the uh, flying snake. Oh, he tiny boy, though. Why is he yeah, so small he... boy? <laughs> He's, like, tiny in this map. That's crazy. crazy on uh, okay, here's what happens. Sorry, I was setting up the, the behind-the-scenes, and I will roll initiative for everyone here. Um, all of the crates begin to rumble as you cross the threshold of the bottom of the stairs. Uh, each of you kind of posts up in a defensive position, erupting from the crates left to right are creatures. If roll 20 would just give me my character sheets, that would be awesome. Come on. Uh, my apologies to our viewers and audio listeners. We're having a lot of issues with Roll20 here. Or I am, at least. I don't know about you boys. Uh, Ozal, you hear a familiar cackling laugh erupting from the box directly in front of Burn. Actually, you know what? Let me roll initiative, and we'll uh, see from when the box erupt, or the sarcophagus. Because it oh, was this see. one that had Zorban's uh, thing from the box. Oh, tricky, tricky. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I think it's Zorban. Zorban. He's a bad guy. Zorban. Yell at my spirit. Come on, Rule 20, you're giving me dead air here. Don't do this to me. I will say, um, be careful. The spirit that in infiltrated my spell is in this slayer. Was his name really Zorbon? I thought it was something else. I think it was like... It was uh, a Dun. It was a Dun, thank you. It was uh, Zabumafu, Z Z Zorbo, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. It was, it was Zardon, dude. Power Rangers. Okay. This looks pretty cool the way this map looks right now. It looks like uh, Helm's Deep, or not Helm's Deep, uh, the Mines of Moria. Um. Alright. I have all my initiatives. <laughs> that was good. In. I have all of my character <laughs> that was, sheets. That was up. really good, actually. Let's fucking do this. It's a good Gimli voice. Marius, all of the crates begin to rattle. Uh, you guys got your turn erupting from these two crates. 
hissing and reanimating from chunks of, or not, not them, I'm sorry, hissing and roaring are two vampire spawn that erupt from these crates as you guys hit the middle of the floor. Cackling laughter fills um, the southern part of the chamber as erupting are two Ozols, the defiler, that say, <laughs> Damn brother. They begin to kind of recapitalize themselves by chunks of flesh. And then, lo and behold, the two boxes to your right, another titanic creature arises as combat begins. Oh, we kicked your ass, like, fucking two days ago, Gore. Um, what is a vampire spawn? Is that, like, what, like a, like a young vampire, or? We, we fought one ages ago. Um. Oh, the Timothy. It it was Timothy Chalamet. It was the son of Father Donovich. Yeah, no, his name he was like... Doro. No, but he looked like Timothy Chalamet. Like his yeah. token. All right. Sure. Dude, he sure. was scary back then. Holy shit. This is not good. Uh, these two are female in nature. They're kind of bad, though. Let's be honest. Marius, you had the first reaction as these creatures rise from these sarcophagi. Oh. Burn fuck gore up, bro. Oh, no. Well... I believe uh, they have messed up by making themselves up. I recognize these vampire spawn, and I tap at my shield of helm and oh, cast and cast Dude. daylight. This music is incredible. Daylight, a sixty-foot radius sphere of light sheds out from a point you have chosen within range. The sphere is bright light and dim light for an additional 60 feet, bringing it to 120. Um, If you choose a point on an object you are holding within range that isn't being worn or carried, the light shines from the object and moves within. Holy shit, that is a lot of light. (laughs) This Um, whole fucking room. Yeah, here, Maurice, let me fix that. There's not a giant yellow filter if you want to finish reading that. I can change it to a lighter color. No, it's fine. I'll just give you actual, like, total light. Just change Ozol's spell to make it the 100. All right. Anyways, so, uh, if completely covering the affected object with an opaque, uh, opaque object, such as a bowl or a helm, blocks the light. If any of the spell's area overlaps with an area of darkness created by a spell of third level or lower, the spell that created the darkness is dispelled. And this lasts wow. for one hour. No concentration. Yeah, buddy. Um, do you not like the gray color? There you go. I just give you daylight. So it, it, it fills the whole room, so don't fucking worry about that. Gotcha. Uh, shrieks of pain uh, emit from these creatures. Uh, and we'll get to them when it's their turn. But you cast daylight. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, yes, I'd also like to use my bonus action to summon a spiritual weapon uh, over on one of the Ozols. Uh, let's go. Hold on, let me. I'm not setting it there specifically. Let me double check the distance for it up to 60 feet. So. Cool. Within 40. Perfect. All right. I'll summon it there, and then have it swing on that Ozol. Um, Swing. Spiritual weapon. 
Level two. Fifteen to hit. Fifteen hits. Okay, only eleven force damage. The radiant does not count. Let me just double check. Yeah, because I believe it has to be a cantrip or a weapon attack. Cool, yep, that does not count. So just eleven points of force damage. Okay. He takes it. Uh and then for movement, I will go. 10, 20 to occupy this Ozol here. He smiles at you, although you see this Ozol, uh, he is missing an eye, and half of his mouth is sewn shut. And he's kind of hunched and grotesque. <gasps> oh. Wait, no, just kidding. Okay. Cool, Calum. that is... Uh, Calamban is going to bonus action, rage... And then he is going to charge over at Gore Blood Tusk to make two swings. One. Oh, Noise. I need, I need to check the rage box. Excuse me. And two. No! Natural. Oh my god, yes! So, Would you like to use the critical hit table? Uh, I still didn't check the rage box for some reason. Uh, yes, I would. So. 34 on that. So first swing does 10 points of sla uh, 9 point slashing, 1 point ice. Second swing is a critical hit for 20 point slashing, 6 points ice, and then whatever happens on the critical hit table. Okay. You give me a strength athletics check. Strength athletics coming your way. He has advantage from rage and athletics. 24. Okay. You run over, woof, woof, two huge hits, pushing Gore back as he brings his weapons up as his body begins to reanimate from these chunks in the ground of these boxes. He's able to get his shield up as you slam both hands of your axe into him and push him back ten feet. Uh, he slams against the wall uh, and just roll me an additional d6. And then I will pull out the calculator here and do some math for you. Two points. All right. Um, 10, 23, 30, 6, 8, 38 damage. Wow, let's fucking go, Caliban. I actually didn't have to get a calculator. I used my own brain. Uh, he kind of, his trunk, yeah, it's just kind of bleeding as he like rubs his mouth across and he says, that was a lucky hit, beast, but it's my turn. Uh, he has some distance from you. Uh, he will point at you. And mark you. There's that. 2GM. Uh, he's going to move forward five feet. And make two attacks on you. One, two. Um, 18 to hit and 23 to hit. Both will hit. Okay. Um, I will smite twice here. 
Oh, that's Divine Sense. That's the wrong button. Uh, okay. Is he a paladin? He is an Oathbreaker paladin. Okay. I will half the slashing damage here for you. Okay, you take 17 slashing. Uh, that's halved already. 7 cold. And 14 necrotic. God damn. Uh, for a total of 38 points of damage. How much cold? Uh, seven. Four and three. Okay. Um, and then... That is his turn, I believe. Two attacks... Oh, um, I will also use my re... No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I will use my movement to move a little more here. Five or 10, 20, 30. Put myself here. And then I have an aura that reaches both Ozols. Uh, Ozol, the wise. Yo. Uh... Let me see what I want to do. That was a lot of things that happened. Uh, I'm going to... Thank you for putting the mark on him, by the way. Not a problem. I'm going to cast... Um, hmm, let me just double check something real quick. This ruler here. Okay. Oh, 10 foot radius here. Is there anyone beneath this 42 or no? No, there's not. I'm sorry. Okay. Let me. I can just put sorry, that back like, on the. Yeah, it's real. Uh, I'm going to cast Shatter at this point here to hit both Ozols. Or, I'm sorry, both uh, Ozol and the uh, Blood Tusk. Uh, and Shatter at level 2 is a DC 17 save for 16 thunder damage. A sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within 60 feet. So I'd be doing right here to not hit Marius. Um, <clears throat> each cre creature in that 10 foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay, uh, you go to cast it, and the Ozol in front of Burn laughs out of the side of his mouth and points a finger at you and casts Counterspell, uh, which is a third level spell, which counters out your spell. Uh, fizzles, the shatter goes to go off. Which one did that? The one to the south of you. Okay, that's fine. I waste a resource. Hey man, nothing wrong um, with that. 
And then I will um, cast, uh, or not, I'm sorry, not cast. I will have Vor go 10, I guess just 10 feet, uh, to provide the help action against Blood Tusk mm -hmm. uh, so that uh, Marius may have advantage. And then using Flyby, he will go 10, 20, or 10, 20, so that's 30 feet, and then go up 10. Uh, and so his help action would be uh, kind of just like, f not pecking because it doesn't have a beak, but, you know, kind of just getting in his face, flapping his wings. And so on Marius's next attack, he will have advantage. Uh, what, can I, what symbol can I use? Uh, I'll just use this. There you go. I'll, I'll remember. Don't worry about it. No worries. <laughs> uh, and then uh, for Ozol, uh, I'm going to move uh, just 10 feet. And that'll be my movement. Okay. And uh, that'll be the end of my turn. Kranglis. All right, let's do this. Um, Kranglis is going to ready his shield, first of all. And I am also going to summon my little Elder Cannon. I'm going to put him on the... Oh. All right, so you yeah. use your action to summon your Eldritch Cannon. Yes. I believe you can use your bonus action to trigger it to attack, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, I'd like it to attack the, I guess, the vampire in front of it. Okay. Hopefully. I don't know what the cone looks like. I don't want it to hit me either. Uh, so you I have can always move out of the way. Three options. You have the Force Ballista, um, which is just a you roll a d20, uh, has plus nine to hit. Oh, I'm sorry, plus seven to hit, and it deals two d8 force damage, and you can do that out to 120 feet. Um, you have the Flamethrower, which is a 15 foot cone, which would most definitely hit you. Okay. Uh, you have the Protector, which is the energy, and then you can use Mending to heal it. Gotcha. Okay, so I would uh, actually like to change to the uh, Force Ballista and attack using that. 11 to hit the Vampire Spawn. Uh, it misses. The Vampire Spawn just like quickly like ducks under the Ballista as it comes firing out, and it crashes against the far wall, uh, leaving a crater against it. Uh, quick question. How do I change the health on this little dude? Um... What is your total maximum health of it? Do you know? Uh, 40. 42. Bam. There you go, my Thank guy. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, that is your turn, I believe. It is. Vampire spawn will go. Uh, this one's going to move. <laughs> oh, that is right. Thank you so much. Let me look up the rules. Got sunlight. That was awesome. Vampiric I'm weakness. The, <laughs> the vampire has the following flaws. Uh, this rings through your ears, Kranglis and Ozol, after reading through the tomes in the library about vampires in um, uh, Van Richten's little library book that he has that he can carry around and cast the portable library. Uh, Forbiddance. The vampire can't enter a residence without being an inv invited, invited by one of its occupants. Thank you. Struggling tonight. Um, harmed by running water. Stink to the heart. 
Sunlight hypersensitivity. The vampire takes 20 radiant damage when Jesus. it starts its turn in sunlight. While in sunlight, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Um, so I will take, let's see, damage resistance. There's no vulnerability to radiance. Um, so each of them will take 20 points of damage. Um, this one's going to move 10, 20, 30. Wait, no. There, it'll move 20 feet, 10 feet. Uh, and Kringlis, they're going to attack. Actually, I'm going to move over here. Um, Vampire spawn to your left. Has multi-attack, so it can make two attacks, one of which can be a claw, one of which can be a bite, or two claws, but only one bite per turn. Uh, I'm going to roll two claws at disadvantage against you. Um, that would be 9 and 11, which I don't think hit you. Who is Pringles? you? Pringles. Uh, Pringles uh, yeah, 16. they both miss, I think. Okay. Um, however, Marius, this vampire spawn is standing with the aura of Gore Blood Tusk, so he gets a plus one and advantage on his attack, which levels out to just a normal attack. Um, but he's also flanking, so I'm going to give him advantage on his attack, being that he has two advantages to one disadvantage. Do you feel that that is fair? Do they stack like that? No, That's normally they, they just cancel out. They cancel out? Alright, so one yeah. normal attack. 13 and 24, which 24 hits. Oh, yeah. Um, you take a whopping 9 slashing damage. Sure. And that is their turn. Um, Ozol's get to go. Are they taking their turn together, or are they two different Ozol defilers? They take their turn on the same turn. I see. Is this simulacrum? Uh, <laughs> you said they're made of ice, but <laughs> you didn't mention that, so... Uh, that is a very, very good line of thought. Okay. Uh, I'm just but I will give you a chance to potentially uh -huh. look at that afterwards. The battle. Okay. Yeah, the fact that you said he was missing an eye was very interesting, but I, I don't quite uh, know that to be a thing for simulacrums, but... Uh, Toy Mafia says, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, Ozol, south of you, casts Chain Lightning. Okay, can you uh, describe what that does before I consider to do anything about that? I'm going to give you the option right now to do something about it or to not do something about it before I read the description. Does Ozol not know what Chain Lightning would do? Yeah, Zach doesn't is... know, but Ozol... Probably it is a six-level spell. Do you have access to six-level spells? Mm, I mean, I would imagine I know of six-level spells. I have I have spells up to ninth level already. I'm going to read it for our viewers here, but uh, if you're going to take action, right, your reaction, now is your time to do it. Um, let me read counterspell quick. Get the spell through that lower... 
If it is casting a spell of 4th level or higher, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. So it should be 16, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess just cast it. I mean, I feel like that's... Uh, I don't know what it does, so... All right, he Zach casts Chain Lightning on Burn. Yes. You create a bolt of lightning that arcs towards your target of choice that you can see within range. The range is 150 feet. Three bolts of lightning leap from that target, each of which must be within 30 feet of the first creature. Um, it could be an object or one living creature that can be targeted by one of these three bolts. A target must make a dexterity saving throw. That target takes 10d8 lightning damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Uh, what do you want me to do? Um, so, Stolos isn't here. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. So, Burn, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, and then three other targets. Those are going to be Ozol, Krangliss, and Marius, since you guys are within range. Uh, okay. DC 17 Krangliss? dexterity saving throw. Oh, they get my Krangliss. bonus, too. Oh. Yeah. Um, Marius and Krangliss will, because of, uh, because of the Paladin Aura. How big is the Paladin Aura? Because these ten are 10 feet. foot squares. 10 uh, feet. So, we okay. would be in So, yes. Okay, uh, dexterity, you said? Yes, sir. 22. Nice, you save for half. 20 for Marius. Uh, you save for half. I use a luck roll on this one. Uh, 20 for Ozil. You save for half. Kringlis got a 7. <laughs> uh, you fail. Kringlis, you take 44 points of lightning damage. Jeez, Everyone ow. else takes Jesus. 22 points of lightning damage. Wait, what did, you, what did Kringlis need to save? Because I was with that. Oh, my bonus. Oh, uh, even, so your bonus is plus five, which brings it to 12. She needs 17. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Can you, uh, uh, can you actually cast a spell, like, in the, the game, I guess? Like, just so I can read it? Yeah. Oh, here. Sorry, it's set the DM. Just for uh, future reference now that you've done it. Yeah. How much damage did I take? 22. That's half? Jeez. Yes. Okay, um... Is it possible for me to use Flash of Genius to avoid that? Mm, what is Flash of Genius? Is a reaction? Uh, let's see. Uh, it says, when you or another creature you can see within 30 feet if you makes an ability check or saving throw, you can use your reaction to add your intelligence modifier to the roll. Yeah, what's your intelligence modifier? Uh, what is it? Uh, where are you? On the very left hand side of your. Uh, uh seven. Um, no, 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 no. The the actual number, the intelligence modifier, not the saving throw. A little oh, further uh, to the left. Four. So it's still short it's 16. by 16. Yep, it brings you short by one still. Damn. Okay. Damn. So I have one HP now. Damn. Yeah. These things is nasty. 
Uh, so that was Ozol 1's turn. Ozol 2 is going to go. Hey, Cody, um, just as an FYI, your chain yes. lightning. Uh, Marius is going to use his reaction to absorb elements, and he'll take a quarter of the damage, so I only took 11. And now my blade glows with electrical power. Nice. As I could potentially re re respond to my next turn. That sounds great. Uh, will you put a marker on yourself that shows it used reaction? Uh, yeah, that's what the blue token is. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Um, Ozol 2 is going to go over here. What is Ozol 2 going to do? Um... Oh, I don't want to do that. That's the whole room. Um, got a lot of good spells here. A lot of really good ones. So how how did these people get here? Because they weren't seen by the arcane eyes. So did they? They were inside in? the crates and they burst it out. So Gore Blood Tusk, as large as he is, fit inside of a crate. Two crates, top right. They're separate crates. Mm-hmm. He was assembled in chunks to his full form. But that was before Marius cast light, which is why I did not describe it. Um, Damn. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It will make sense as soon as we end the combat. Okay. I will give you a chance to investigate and explain more. But sometimes, bud, you just got to trust the process of, you know, what's going on. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Let's see. 10, 20, 30. So he moves through gore here, since you can move through friendly targets in D&D. &D. Would he uh, get uh, opportunity attack by Caliban? I am sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Calumban will make a swing with Winter's Hell. 27 to hit. That hits. Uh, let's see here. 9 slashing, 13 for ice, plus 2 for rage, 15 points of damage. Okay. I will uh, mark that down here. Oh, come on, roll 20. Stop chugging, dude. You know what? I'm just going to use your idea here, Marius. Good call. Not enough. Let's see if I was here. 5, or 10, 20, 30. Put him. I could go to the other square. Could go here. Marius, I'm going to give you an opportunity attack instead of Caliban, actually. Move to the left instead of the right. Okay. Uh, I can't. I can't respond. Oh, okay. Then I will do that instead. Sorry, I was trying to. I forgot these were 10 foot squares. Um. 
15 foot cone, so 10. And so that catches mm, technically Dini, I would think, if you're within Burn's aura. I would say that probably catches you and this vampire spawn and burn. Um, I cast Rhymes Binding Pot of Ice. Greed. Pot of Greed. Uh, Set two trap cards. Rhymes Binding Ice, a second level evocation, range 30 foot cone from self. Um, which I guess technically would hit the other vampire spawn on the other side as well. A burst of cold energy emits from a 30 foot cone. Each creature within inside the aura must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 cold damage and is hindered by ice forms formations that last for one minute or until another creature within reach of it uses an action to break away the ice. A creature hardened by the ice has its speed reduced to zero. On a successful saving throw, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't hindered by the ice. Are you able to tell me what level that is? I, yes. It okay. is starts at level two. Oh, but you're not, you may not be able to cast it at level two? I may or may not be upcasting it. And you don't have to declare that? Uh, For the purposes what, of counterspell? I don't think so, no. I mean, it's your call. Um, I will tell you this. I'm upcasting it. Okay. Uh, does that work both ways, though, for counterspell? If I'm casting a spell, do I um, put it in my back pocket for the two Ozols? If you're casting counterspell? No, no, like, like if let's, say I'm, let's say I'm casting uh, Shatter. I'll just declare it, and then you decide if you want to counter it, but I could do, like, two, three, four spell level. You know, Zach, you make a compelling point. I am upcasting it. So, yes, going forward, if you want to tell me that you are upcasting something, but you do not want to disclose the level, okay, that's, that's fine. within fair game. Uh, phew, let me see. And that's just a straight roll if I counter spell, right? I just roll a d20, and then it has to beat the uh, 10 plus spell level. Yes. I'll do that uh, at level three. Okay, the spell uh, Would fails. you like me to roll for it? Nope. Okay, perfect. Uh, I, and it's that a second level spell normally, and I cast it at third level. So I would say the, the caveat to this is that you have to cast the spell at the level you're going to cast it for it to be within fair play, if that makes sense. So you can't see it on my side, but I just burned a third level spell because all of my rules are going to GM. Oh, yeah, whenever you cast a spell, it gets counterspell. Yeah. You still lose the spell. Oh yeah, no, I'm I know, but I had already cast it. Does that make sense? Since I upcast it at third level, like I had already decided I was going to upcast it before you cast counterspell. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Right, okay. Yeah, obviously this game's been shit, but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, no. that is yeah, that's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to declare like third level counterspell instead of like fourth or fifth. <clears throat> or I guess. Uh, he reaches out a hand to shoot forth the uh, spray of ice. And it fizzles, and he turns. He is missing the opposite eye, and oh. the opposite side of his face is sewn shut. Uh, you can also see with his outstretched hands, the skin tones do not match. So there's one that's like uh, this kind of 
alabaster white that kind of has some like necrotic spotting on it and like you can see the bone pointing out and then sutured on the top you can see some darker skin tone that kind of recedes up into his robes okay um yeah so as he goes to cast it my uh, crystal light uh, glow a bright blue and Ooh, as cold emits yeah as cold emits from his I guess staff whatever he has it would That's be just cancelled his, out it's just his hand. He seems to be casting through a ring on his finger. That bastard. Um, that fucking ring, bro. Yeah, I, I will say that now ring. that you're now that you're closer, you can tell that these are not the same Ozal the Defiler that you fought last time. Oh, there's more of them. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. That's gonna be the uh, end of my reaction. It's Burn's turn. Burn. Uh, go ahead and mark that you took a reaction this turn, please. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm gonna do, I guess, like a yellow. Is that fine? That's perfect. Sweet. Bringer of Dawn, you are well flanked on a couple side by enemies here. Yeah, I'm gonna try something pretty risky. We'll see if it pays off. Gorilla do time? it, baby. I'm <laughs> fucked if this does not work. <laughs> I'm gonna cast. Where's Burn? Oh, there he is. Command. <laughs> Oh, yes! On uh, Gore again. Uh-huh. So he needs to... Uh, he needs to... Bro, drop. <laughs> no, no, no. on the ground. He needs to uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What command will you be giving him? Well, I want to see if he passes it first. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead and give me the command. What? Yep. Why? And I will tell you what I rolled. Oh, just because, just for fun. Hey, so hey, I have burn. thirteen hey, burn. plus burn. five. Yeah. I, I'd recommend against it because if you read the next line, the spell has no effect if the target is undead. Gore's not undead. We haven't killed him. <laughs> we don't know. And the well, it worked. It worked before. It, it worked, worked the first time. Yeah. yeah, but remember, he was just in pieces in two boxes. Yeah, and he, he could have been dead. Constructed Stole together us. was how. Was how. Uh, you mean Kringlis? Oh, but, fuck Kringlis! Um, God damn it! You and Zach today, man. Dude, it's... <laughs> what the fuck? What about what? What, what did I, I do? I blame Costco. It's, okay? it's because they miss him so much. Oh yeah, that's I th true. I think they do. I think they do. I miss the loss too. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, Kringlis and... has like 12 HP. He's fucking falling down every time we get in a battle. A, a strong wind would knock Kringlis over at, at this point. Okay, so no commands. Are you sure? Just swing on him, bro. Or swing on Ozol, bro. Fuck that dude up. You've always Ozol does seem like the biggest threat, if I'm being fair. Okay, uh, so you're not casting command. No, I guess not. Dang. Uh, for those keen listeners and tips or points, I guess, to Marius and Kringlis, yes, these creatures, in fact, are undead, as I have described them. They so seem he died? to be. They seem to be deformed either clones or simulacrums that were placed here as a trap for anyone who is either exiting or entering this side of the Amber Temple, okay. uh, which is why they are not perfect replicas and their health is different. Okay. A little bit weaker. Well, let me ask uh, this. If that he... answers your question, Zach, that I was going to let you in kind of investigate. Yeah. That's okay. So if they're simulacrums, are they like... Like gooey, they, or are they like fully? They are basically 
the spell on the boxes when you enter here is, is a trap, right? So the vampire spawn like burst out of the boxes, very like Bram Stoker, like keeping them in the, the basement in boxes. Okay. Um, as I these take some pictures. other three, uh, however, were essentially deconstructed into chunks of meat and reconstructed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. As the spell goes off. So if you were to look into the box, it just looked like gross body parts. Um, and they resemble and have the power sets of the creatures, though have less health than the actual creatures themselves. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let me just fucking. I'm gonna swing on. Uh... Is this the Dark Knight theme song? I I'm actually not. gonna swing on I was the. Because we were gonna get fucking claimed horn. The Ozol right in front of me. <laughs> Which I don't care, but to the right. Uh, I don't think it to, is Zach. To the right of my icon, correct. Correct. Uh, we're gonna go horse cutter twice with uh, smite. Atta boy. Let's see what I rolled. Twenty-one to hit hits. Twelve to hit does not, but you should be swinging at advantage. Uh, no, actually, never mind. Um, so twenty-one hits, dealing sixteen damage. So roll me one two d eight smite. Okay. One. One d8 or one two. Two d8. Uh oh no. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Three d8 because it's undead. Okay. Cool. Fourteen. Minus sixteen. Minus fourteen. Okay. Now give me a perception check. This does not count against anything you're doing, no reactions or anything like that. Something happens. Okay. 14. I was 14. looking for 10. As your smite goes off, you, you like strike him across the chest and you can see that his robes kind of like blow open and this black ichor begins to leak out and then the radiant damage hits and it like begins to burn and like destroy the necrotic flesh. You see the Ozol south of you cry out in pain as it takes 14 radiant damage as well. <laughs> oh! The interesting thing is, things. it's in the same spot. You can see the like the radiant damage explode from his chest. Uh, and they both kind of glare at you uh, as if they have a shared health pool. Oh, okay. And let me see. Okay, and then uh, one bonus action. I could bonus action, right? Of course. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast uh, sh uh, Shield of Faith. Uh, brings my armor class to 22. Nice. Crazy. Okay. That's my turn. All right. Marius, the best guy in the world. All oh, right. Um, fuck, dude. Okay, so bonus action. Uh, the spiritual weapon will make its way up here and strike at Gore. Okay. Uh, Natural 20. Uh, critical hit. Uh, roll me a spell effect D100s. The 100 at 12. 12. Uh, those are fumbles. Spell attack critical hit. 12. 
you were able to... Well, I don't know that it applies to you, but you're able to disengage as an... You're able to use the disengage action after you attack. But your floating sword I don't really feel like needs to disengage. But that's up to your discretion. <laughs> it uh, doesn't have hit points. It, yeah, that, that really doesn't apply. Don't forget, you have advantage also. Whenever you attack. I, I, I haven't. <clears throat> um, that's the spell, not me. So I know, I know. Um, hmm. Okay. Well then, that doesn't have any effect, unfortunately. But nine points of force damage. All right. And then I will have to, with excuse me, with my action, uh, bang the shield and create uh, create a twilight sanctuary uh, as my action to grant an aura of temporary hit points to my allies. You do that. 30 feet. Uh, and at which point that is all I will do for my turn. Let's see, two there. PS is one. And that would be for myself. Nine temporary hit points. Kalimban. Okay, Cal uh, let's see here. Remove these tokens real quick. Kalimban is going to take two swings on Gore with Winter's Howl at advantage due to the flank. Raging is checked. So 23 and 20. Uh, both of which hit. Okay, so uh, 13, Gore. 16 disintegrates into a pile of sludge on the ground. This black ichor that begins to eat away at the floor. Um, as a pool of acid erupts from his body. Ew. Yucky. Him's dead. Gross. Good like and that, 20, 30 then. Okay. Ozol. Um, hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't really know what to do. <sighs> I really don't. Um, Tried and true, baby. Tried and true. Fireball. I'm just kidding. Um, do it. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. Do it. Do it. Um, I'm going to... I don't want to use too many resources right now. I'm going to mind sliver the the Ozol that's beneath Kalimban for 9 psychic damage. Uh, DC 17 intelligence saving throw. Uh, intelligence saving throw. Uh, below Kalimban. Ozol the Defiler. Uh, 25. Okay. Uh, and then I will move... 10, 20, 30 feet to here. Uh, and Vor will 10, 10 feet to here. Oh, not there. Damn it. Basically to the corner of this square and then provide the help action against uh, this Ozol. So that'd be 20 feet of movement because just go 10 feet down and then he'll fly 10 feet back up. So he'll just kind of peck at uh, Ozol uh, beneath Caliban. 
And uh, that will be his turn. Okay. Jesus, why is this so difficult? There we go. Uh, yeah, that's it. Perfect. Um, Krangulus. See, I got it right this time. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to move up here 30 feet. 11 points to Ozol. Attaboy. Um, I have a question about a spell. It's a 10 foot radius. Like, how big is that? Is it just one square, essentially? Uh, um, 10 foot radius is it's 10 feet from feet. you, so it would be every box around you, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Shoot. How, um, how do you do the measurement thing? Uh, there the is a I need to know like how far this square is to me. 40 feet. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so for Kringlis' turn, I'd like to cast Shatter there. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I am going to use the closest Ozal's reaction to cast Counterspell. Wow, he uh, had one too? They both have it. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, so, are you upcasting it at all? Do I need to roll for it? Or are you casting Shatter at its base level in which it is negated? Uh, it's a second level spell versus my third level spell. I mean, if I, if I could upcast it to try to prevent that, I'd like to try. You'd have to, I think you'd have to upcast it twice because it automatically cancels out a third level spell. Right. So do you have access oh, to fourth see. level spells? Spell slots? Yeah, you'd have to cast it all the way up to four. Which you oh, may not I have see. access to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have that. Yeah, I think I only have second level spells. Okay, damn. Yeah, because you're a half caster. Um. Okay. Well, uh, I guess since I missed that spell... I'd also like to use uh, the uh, Eldritch Cannon to use Flamethrower on the vampire in front of it. Nice. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Uh, where are you? There it is. Uh, Dexterity Saving Throw, which I have disadvantage on due to the daylight. Um, so five. I fail. And that's fire damage. Um, which I don't have a vulnerability to. I'm thinking older additions here. Uh, yeah, so I take five fire damage. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, I don't think there's really anything else I can do. Um... Yeah, I, th I think that's all I can do. 10 temporary hit points to you. Thank you. The vampire that you just hit is going to attack your Eldritch Cannon, being that it is the closest one. At disadvantage. Uh, it rolls 9 twice, which is 2 misses. Um, the other one, which has a cancel sign over it, I'm not sure why, but I will take that off. 
think it used its reaction or something. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Uh, is going to attempt to attack Marius, the source of the light, with two claws. Uh, 22 and 8, 22 hits, dealing you 11 slashing. It's calculating as if it was a crit, so I would just take the 7. Oh. 7 slashing. Thank you. No problem. Uh, don't forget your 20 damage per guy for Oh, yeah. I got it here. They're not doing so hot. Uh, their healing factor is not keeping up with the damage you're dishing out each round. Uh, Ozal the Defilers will go again. Man, good thing you guys are bunched up the way you are. This is awesome. Um, How dare you. See. 30, 1, 2, 3. Uh, I will use this Ozal's spell to cast Chain Lightning again. Okay, you fucking guy. Which one is doing that? South. South Zal. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Would you like to attempt uh, to counter spell I think you it? said I think you said base level it's a seven, right? Six. Six? So I'd have to roll 16 on a d20, which statistically... Wait, actually... Oh, yeah, I do have to roll. Ooh, that's pretty hard. It's pretty difficult. Um, let me see something real quick. Um, yeah, I'll try to counterspell it. All right. Uh, counterspell at level three. Okay. Um, what do you want me to roll? Uh, D20. Uh, just a D20? Okay, here yep. we go. Look for 16. Uh, Eight. I use a... I'll use a luck roll on that. Uh, 19. All right. He he begins to cackle as the lightning begins to extend from his, his bolt. Your Ew. eyes begin to glow blue. Uh, oh, hold, as you... hold on, hold on, guys. Cool. What is your plus to spell rolls? I thought it was just a straight D20. Ooh, hang on, here we go. It, it, 10 plus the spell's level. That's oh, the oh, DC. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. And, and you make an ability check using your spell casting ability. Oh, yeah, so 8 plus for you. 5, so that's still 13, so it still fails. No, because he gets I his knew... proficiency. <clears throat> Wait, what? What? Or not. Uh, either Wait, way. Well, hang on, so hang what, on, what's hang the, on. What's hang the number? On, on. Okay, so... The spell... Spellcasting yeah, ability. Make an ability your... check using your spellcasting ability. Is intelligence? Nope. Oh. Character sheet, if you go over to spells... No, uh, I'm telling you, my spellcasting ability... Spell spell so what's your intelligence your modifier? Then intelligence modifier is 5, plus 15 yep. is 3, so plus 8. So 8 oh, plus 16. 8 is 16? Yeah. Oh, I get the look. Nice. Back. Okay, I knew uh, that that wasn't fails. as difficult of a roll as it would be. Yeah, It still fails, because the DC is 17. Oh, oh no! Okay. You said it was sixteen. Sixteen. Sorry, I was thinking of the spell save DC. You're right. Max, I fucking love you, bro. Uh, good job, Always. Max. So save your your. Yeah, I, I gave roll. it back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I will save my description about how you warp reality. I knew that that roll wasn't so difficult. I was like, I know counter spell isn't that difficult. That makes so much more sense. Okay, we Gucci. We good. Kaden. Oh wow. Mike mute. Got you, Cody. 
Uh, so as Ozal South went to cast Ozal Northeast, me, uh, countered that spell. I also don't know why I have this yellow thing. I don't remember why. Sorry, he's in the other room. My dog had to go potty. Um, uh, okay. Cody, why did I have a yellow... Th oh, that was the reaction. So reaction that, okay, so I did use my reaction again. Okay, so I'll put the yellow back. Um, okay. Other Ozol uh, begins to open his chest Ew. and pull out his heart. Whoa. My and he heart. begins to look at you, Ozol, and he says... This is a gift from our master. Merlin? And he begins to squeeze it as it erupts. Black energy flows from him to you as you are cursed. I need what you to make fuck, an bro? intelligence saving throw. I'm cursed, but I also make intelligence saving throw? Or I you have to save. You have a chance me. to save. Oh, yep. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Uh, ba -ba -da -ba. 20! 20! Guess what? I'm cursed. It's not enough. What? Wait, what? what Hold on a second. This? What the hell? Just wait. Do you want to try and use a luck roll? I mean... Hey, yo, what You feel fuck? an overwhelming sense of fatigue run through your body. Or a portent, you know? Um... Yeah. If I use a Wait, portent... is it possible for... Uh, I never know when I can use Flash of Genius. If I, it has to be, like, my it's reaction. It's you or another creature. Yeah, it's your reaction. So could I use that in this uh, context to help him with... I feel like last time we looked this up... Uh, read through the spell one more time. If it's you or another creature, yes, you could use your reaction. Yeah, it says... I have another question another after creature this You can see within 30 feet of you makes an ability check or saving throw. So you yes, use... you can use it. Okay. What is Flash I can give of Genius? Him four. It uh, gives you a plus four to your ability check. Oh shit! So that'd be twenty-four. Does that succeed? It does not succeed. Damn! <laughs> you failed by one point. Well, hang on. Let me 25. think because I have. So if I use a portent, if the number is fourteen, I add plus whatever nine. to that, right? Okay, plus nine is so a twenty-three. Uh, so I would need to roll. And then I could give you the plus 15 four, right? Yeah, 15 or higher. Uh, well, that, that is for this check for, for this, this reaction. Okay, so I'd have to yeah, re-roll. So if he uses okay. portent, you do not get the, the flash of genius. Uh, I see. Uh, being cursed is never good. Marius might be able to lift the curse, but I don't know if he has that active. Um, you know what? I am feeling lucky. I'm going to do one luck roll, so I'll be down to one. <clears throat> and then this was what an intelligence saving throw. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's that at? Twenty-one, which doesn't happen. Which does not happen. You are cursed, and he dies. How dare you? Which in okay. turn kills the other Ozol. How dare he? Uh, cackling laughter descends. Uh, as you are now cursed with weakness, which I will explain what that does later. What the hell? Okay. Um, that's their turn. Um, burn. There are just two vampies left. Hey, I'm gonna give them the fucking wombo combo. 
double horse cutter with um let's see the twister wizard seven yeah i have enough spell slots um the one uh, just south of me hit him with the wombo combo Twenty-five and a thirteen. Um, with um, uh, smite. Dead. Nice. Uh, it oh, was it without smite? It died. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I think, uh, okay, well, I don't really need to move, I guess I'll just move next to it, just in case, the next one. Very and interesting. That's my turn. Uh, 12 Dean, can you check private chat real quick? Jeez. 12 temporary hit points to burn. Twelve temporary hit points to burn. Marius, your turn. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So, ten. Let's actually. So I am. Bonus action. Marius will do a. Uh, move for the spiritual weapon. Ten twenty. That's the furthest it can move. Then he will go ten twenty thirty to here and take a swing on this vampire spawn bringing the power of the sun to its face with his shield right in front of it uh a booming blade strike on this creature will attempt to be a 24 to hit uh hits 11 slashing five Dead. fire or five thunder excuse me never mind Noise. Dead. <laughs> and you are well, out of combat. Okay, then. Well done, gentlemen. Uh, Ozol, uh, you begin... Hold on here. Let me get my... Can... Do ahead. you want to... Um, Sorry. Do you want to private message me what this means and I can roleplay it? Uh, I will just... How dare you? Yeah... Well... You said weakness. A... I've never heard of that before. Is that exhaustion, it, basically? It is not exhaustion. Okay. Find... I literally never heard of that. It's osteoporosis. How dare you, Cranglis, <laughs> with your metal joints. How dare you? <laughs> Last time we pick anybody out of the dirt... You begin to hear your ears, or your heart in your ears, uh, as these whispers around you, Wait, you begin to like, sound? yeah, that's <laughs> a good sound. Oh, I was like, wow, whoever's doing that, that's really good. <laughs> uh, as these whispers around you begin to kind of invade your mind, um, you hear the voices of Merlin, you hear your own voice, and reality around you begins to blur and distort. Um, the rest of you see Ozal drop to one knee uh, as his 
corporeal form begins to flicker between this ghostly translucent form and this normal form. Uh, as we kind of established earlier, Ozal, you're already having a hard time staying on this plane uh-huh. uh, with the time distortion. Whatever these two wizards have cursed you with has quickened the pace of that. I'm double cursed now. Um, make a constitution save. Constitution save. Gonna hit you with that nat. To- oh, just getting 11. Uh, 10 is what I was looking for. Uh, oh. It is enough for you to kind of focus your mind and to strain. Uh, but every day from here on out, you are going to have to make a constitution check that grows with each passing day. Wow. To stay on this plane of existence. Oh, no. Okay. Or at least in this time stream. Uh, and then with that, combat is over. How would you like to proceed? Sweet. Why is there a red X on this uh, tomb? That is a good question. If you recall, that is the used sarcophagus. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the one that is vampires. Oh, vampires a person? He was an outer I god. He is I one of the dark see. powers of Barovia. In chambered, uh, in this room, in Amber, you begin to think about what Amber is when you originally kind of found out from the uh, uh, sorcerer upstairs that he said you could store things inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you begin to put two and two together that these dark powers of Barovia and what the Lich said about packs, you can come here to seek power to bind one of those dark powers and spirits to you. Each of them has a name and a corporeal form that you can strike a deal with to oh. gain a boon and a bane from them. So we got Zarbon on the right, and we got somebody on the down low. Um, can we walk freely in here? Of course. I want to investigate these little tunnels. You said that they may be able to be explored, but you said that it requires some interaction. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Allow me to do a couple things on my end here. Um, I would be using Mage Hand, by the way, because I don't like touching things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, no worries. you know, you know, the traps. Gym uh, layer. Token layer. Dynamic lighting. Remove. Now, these these things that came out, the, they, they weren't affiliated in any way with the Eastern tomb right the one that tried to no so okay um as you're kind of walking over you look at the crate that's been shattered across the ground burned Mm -hmm. into the lid of the crate that was like flipped open uh you can see the official crest of ravenloft and this clawed handprint that seems to have some sort of like ring indentation you would assume that strahd had sent these here as a welcome package to anyone who is either coming in or out of this area. I see. Okay. Uh, they are trap set. Uh, go ahead and move yourself down those cracks where you'd like to go, and I will tell you what you see. Are they both leading to the same place? Yes. Are they different places? Oh, okay. Um, one, oh, hello, hello. You come to the back 
of an amber golem. So it is actually facing away from you, guarding this interior oh, room. I see. That's why I can um, get further. I kind of yes. thought that's what it was, but that's fun. Uh, you okay. could attack it and activate it, but as of right now, it has not been alerted to your presence. But it does go deeper into the rooms, uh, other rooms of this this area. There is much more to see down here than one would think. Ooh, if Burn hits it with like a nuclear strike, though, that could be United. Yeah, something like that. Because I mean, if we go into this room, it's gonna wake up. I would imagine. There's not really a good way for us to sneak. I don't think. Not really. Mm. That being said, yeah. you guys could stack up and you know lay a bunch of hits on it. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking here. I'll report back. If I move, am I gonna get opportunity attacked or no? No, no, no. It has. It's okay. activated by the opposite side of the room. Okay, copy that. Uh, I will uh, it's a nerd, go back. Guys. <laughs> I'll say, uh, burn. It seems as though one of these amber guardians is protecting the entrance into this much larger room. I think what we seek may be beyond this tunnel. Uh, what would you have us do, Burn? Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Ask me. I'm not the. We should kill it. Expedition. Well, I mean, you're the guy that fucking uh, will hit this thing harder than anyone else could. I mean, what do you want me to uh, poke it with my sword? Hey, burn? that's all you gotta say. I'm on my way right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck, man. <laughs> Help brother out. Oh, it's in there. Yes. Okay, Marius, would you like there. to stack up uh, in this tunnel opposite? They both lead to the same place. Well, I can, as but, well. but I think uh, I think a few people need some healing. Caliban was quite hurt in that fight, along ah, with with Kringlis as well. Yes, 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 of course. So I think. I need to take a moment here to do a few castings of some things. First off, come over here. Uh, Marius will kind of walk to the middle here, place his hand on Ozol, and hey. cast Remove Curse. Hey, and I actually cool. did already have that spell prepared. All curses affecting one creature or object end. If the object is a cursed magic item or its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object so it can be removed or discarded. Do the Ozos come back? Dude, you should do the chug jug sounds. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry, Marius. I was typing something. Can you tell me what you were trying to remove curse on? The one he was just cursed with? Uh, your spell, I need you to roll a d20. Oh, and oh I don't have to roll. It says all Ooh. curses affecting one creature or object end. Hey, let's fucking go. I'm going to have you roll, Marius, to okay, remove sure. this curse. Whoa, 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 don't roll. Don't roll. I could roll you nat 20, though. So I could be curse-free from both curses that I have. I will do that. Okay. The curse of your... of Well, one of your two curses, that being the one you were just cursed with, is lifted. Oh, whoa, whoa. it says all curses, Cody. No, sir. The oh. other curses onto your items, I have specific rules for. Uh, how many curses do we have? Just one, right? Each person's each person has a corrupted item. Yeah. Which is 
a curse sort of in and of itself. There are some specific rules. The other curse that was quickening your time dilation has a role associated with it as well. However, it does not have the (laughs) harsh rules my other one has. Let me ask you this, because obviously burning a 20 to get rid of all curses is much better than burning a 20 to get rid of one curse. What is the role that he has to make? I cannot tell you that. Well, a natural 20 roll would give me a 28. That beats it. Okay, well, I guess we're burning the... I, I mean, I guess. That's up to you. I really don't want to die, but I really would rather have all my curses gone. Uh, like Shocker. Um, yeah, that's fine. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Marius. Thank you, Master Rodari. Zach, much the, the chat that I was sending to you, if you see that yeah. at the bottom right, yeah, I see that. the shard detaches from your staff and comes to rest just at the base of X-24. And begins to shine a light on that sarcophagus. I'm sorry. So this is unrelated to curses, though, right? Because my shard has not been cursed yet. Okay. No. Which I don't see an X24. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I removed it from the board. Yeah. So south, and it comes to rest right here in the bottom Um... corner, and shines a light onto this one. Like where the words are, or what do you mean? Yes. Okay. Um, what language is this uh, text in? The light of the shard resonates with the light inside the amber vault, or of this amber sarcophagus. <coughs> Nine eyes stare back at you as the word tenebrous erupts <gasps> across the top I know that of the um, sarcophagus. And all nine eyes narrow to look at you. Okay. The eyes are inscribed on the uh, You could think of it of... Like, a, like a mirror, almost. And as if you're seeing a, an image reflected back at you from these kind of egg-like structures inside these sarcophaguses that are made of amber. But the only details you can make out are just these floating eyes. There's a central eye that's big. With eight others floating around it, and and I can read the word tenebrous. It's not like in uh, abyssal. Correct. Oh. This this sarcophagus is the resting place of the one who created my crystal. His name was Tenebrous. I believe he may rest here. Would you like to interact? I kind of, I kind of say that to the to the group, I guess. I'm sorry. You said what I like to what? Would you like to interact with it? With the sarcophagus? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you said that would be a bad thing to do. That. That's up to mistaken. you. Uh, I mean, no, not particularly. Okay. You should um, pick the crystal up and put it back on and scoff at it. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't have to pick it up. It just floats. But yeah, basically. Okay. I mean, I, I don't plan to make a deal with Tenebris, I guess, if that's what you're asking. That's fine. We will leave this whole plot thread unresolved. Don't worry about it. Oh, what the hell? You say, it like, you, say with, you say it like that. Now I'm going to interact with no, you. What the hell? No, if you're not going well, now, to, I'm not going to Now I want to interact. Now I want to interact. I feel like I'm, I'm being... Offers okay, off the yeah. table. Well, what the hell? Marius, what were you doing? Do it. What the hell? 
PM me something? What I should do? I don't know what to do. Okay. Don't worry about it. I oh. was, besides casting Remove Curse, I was going to take a second to uh, cast a Prayer of Healing. It's going to take about 10 minutes to do that. Nice. Uh, to get up to six creatures of my choice and give everyone in the party some hit points back. Cody, is what, am I, rolling? would an identify help in this situation? To what? Oh, I guess you said like to interact with it. Would oh, that help no. me kind of you figure out what's going on? You can speak to it, yeah. Unlike the other ones, it is almost reluctant to speak with you as it glares at you, is what I was trying to get across. Oh, okay. But um, it, yeah. Because it seemed like with the other one, just even being near it, the one on the east side was like triggering it to take over you. So is that, did I misread that situation? Uh, no, it was just trying to, uh, they, each of these amber sarcophagi, so there's th two, in, two in here that are active or chambered, I will say, that you can make deals with. And then further into the temple, there may or may not be more, which you could also interact with. Um, everyone receives 13 points of healings from Marius's Prayer of Healing. Um, with the exception of Vampire that has been used. However... I'm going to check a potion, too. Tenebris does directly correlate to your storyline for the Shard of Tenebris. Should okay, you want no, to interact I want it, with I it. Want it. But, but you have to make these packs right it's just yeah it like just a... doesn't ha they can't force okay. it on you you okay have to okay make... it's your then yes choice. i then yes i would like dinner I, I wasn't clear on that okay so yes i will entertain the crystal yeah what do you do as you see these eyes staring back at you uh stare at them i guess i'm not quite sure i don't interact with a lot of uh sarcophagi in my day i i'll uh I guess it's still casting light, so I'll change the light to uh, bright blue, the uh, the normal blue color that I represent Sozol. And uh, I don't know, would that trigger anything? I don't really know what to do. It begins to attempt to probe the outer perimeters of your mind, attempting to open a line of communication to you. The crystal or the sarcophagus? The sarcophagus. Okay, I will talk to Tenebris. Nice. Good or job, Kratos. Full health. Communication. You open the line of communication, and the first emotion you are flooded with is rage. It's bad enough that Merlin imprisoned me here, and yet you come back to gloat, Ozol. I'm not here to gloat. We're here to explore and find artifacts. Yeah. Is this why you've called us to this plane? For this? In part. You hold the very heart of my dreaming. One could say the potential to revitalize my formal body. Can only Ozol hear this? Yes, you see him just very intently staring at this uh, sarcophagus. Uh, and the crystal seems to be flashing between red and blue, like red, and, like a police siren almost. Um, what about police sirens? <laughs> whoop, okay. Whoop. I um, would make you the same deal that I would give to Merlin. 
And what might that deal be, Tenebris? Align yourself with me. I offer two gifts. One. Three gifts, excuse me. One. Jesus Christ. How many is it, Tenebris? (laughs) Three. (laughs) A potion, which if drank. Okay, you fucking guy. Would transform you into one of the most powerful liches on this plane. You lost me a lich, to be honest. Two. The ability to cast a second ninth level spell. And three. I would transform your dreaming crystal to a form of your choosing. What does that even mean? Um, You could bring back Arcadia. That's pretty good. Um, I... Well, I'll, I'll, f- I'll think about it, Tenebris. Um, guess I'll uh, circle back, Tenebris. You always were the wishy-washy wizard, weren't you? Well, if only not the you one had... in the sarcophagus. For now. Others will come, and then I will come for you. Okay. And with that, the the voice well, kind of just shuts off, and it the eyes recede back into the sarcophagus. And I don't think this sarcophagus should ever be messed with. I must find a way to somehow hide it from ever being accessed by any adventurers. It's a dark magic that... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's a dark entity that lies within this sarcophagus. Magnus poses a thought from the crystal to you. We could entomb it. It could be logged into protocol, if you will. Yes. And contained. How would you recommend this, Magnus? Perhaps if you could break the the underside of it off and cast levitation on it, it could be pushed into your world and kept contained yes yes don't touch the central sarcophagus though that egg is I cannot protect you from that power the column itself should be safe though uh, by column he means like the perimeter yeah okay um, you know that would be pretty cool to be honest um, how um I guess maybe if Burn and Caliban can see if they can pick it up or break it off. I really wish yeah. I had Mold Earth right now. That would be quite useful, but I don't have it uh, prepared. Uh, Burn, Caliban, would you see if your great strength combined could lift this sarcophagus? It's not fit to stay in this realm. I can help. Thank you, my boy. Are you sure it's what you want to do? I could try. This, this, uh, beholder, which created this crystal, would seek to tempt any traveler to hunt us in the next realm. 
carefully lift it from the perimeter. And if we're able to carry it, it would be most beneficial to contain this in my realm. If you say so. That's all. Uh, well, um, Marius, would you care to assist as well? Marius is preoccupied. He's got his hand on this sarcophagus. Uh, yes. So the three of your guys' attention... Um... You need a strength check? Um, sorry, I was reading a personal message. Nope, you guys are just going to spend ten minutes carefully chipping away with your weapons uh, and hands to... Who's metagaming? Basically break... No, I had a question. That's all. Just kidding. Uh, basically break the base of this sarcophagus from the ground. Uh, and then you guys will be able to, as Ozal is opening the door, essentially entomb it in Ozal's realm. So the three of you are solely occupied on what is happening south. Uh, making sure not to break it. Um, Cronulus, I'm going to hop to you in just a sec, but I'm going to okay. jump over to Marius. Marius, you approach the east sarcophagus as you place your hand on Zadun, the corpse star. Well, well, the radiant angel I have heard so much about. Welcome. Hello, I am Marius. What is your name? I am Zadun. Please. What, what has caused you to be entombed in this place? It is unfortunate. I was seduced by two of my brothers, those of which who share a room with me, and two transcending my inevitable form, and I was unfairly entombed in amber against my will. Hmm. Should Having you... your freedom taken from you is quite a terrible thing. It is very terrible. One who totally understands. He of the tribe who walks free should understand freedom. Did you do anything to deserve to be entombed here? God, no. Are you lying to me? Insight. Ins go ahead. 18. Um... You catch the flicker. So this, instead of just being an eye, you get the face of what you would assume is like a handsome man, kind of long flowing hair. Not not anything like Strahd looking, but like the typical like pseudo European-esque handsome man from like um, the Victorian ages. Uh, kind of almost flirty in nature. And he kind of smirks and he says, God's no. Uh, and you get the a little flicker of a lie, but also the undertone of some truth, almost as if he's like half telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So, you interested in getting out of here? DM has been summoned by Greater DM. Hey Marius, what are you doing over there? 
Okay, sorry, I was talking to my oldest son. Good night, son. I love you. He says good night to the stream. Hmm? Um, what? Yep, my oldest son. No, not uh, you. I'm talking to Ozal. Ozal was trying to roleplay with me while you were preoccupied. Oh, yeah, roleplay yeah, so, away. Hey, Marius, what are you doing over there? Nothing. Don't worry about it. Spell. Okay. Freedom is something I would enjoy, but there is a price, Marius Rodari. No? There is a price what? for setting me free. And what would that be? If I am removed, I will get I will grant you the power of resurrection. Once and only once, you may use my I don't want to say dark because that makes me sound evil. Morally gray power hmm. to steal <laughs> someone's life beyond death and resurrect them. But they will be hideously misfigured. The price you pay is if that person dies a second time, I get to inhabit their body. Hmm. It is only fair they get to live out not only the entirety of the first life they didn't get to finish, but their second. And then I have an avatar to return back to the worlds, drinking, frolicking, fornicating, back to a life in which it was robbed from me, thanks to my brothers. Do you accept? How about this? I have another question for you. Last Since one. I'm since I'm entertaining you, where is Vampire? <laughs> he begins to answer, um, as you see kind of this the silhouette of this floating head with kind of vague features you can make out. And as he begins to say, my brother, uh, there is a hand that reaches out from beyond the darkness. And it is this gross, bestial, almost like werewolfian but vampire bat like werepire hand that begins to choke him uh and as he kind of closes his mouth the hand dissipates into smoke Ooh, i am not at liberty to say i guess you don't desire your freedom then well, there are always others my boy always others Though maybe not I mean, as handsome as you. You are quite the crafty one. Couldn't you find another way to tell me? <laughs> Perhaps releasing me is the answer. Having an mm. avatar in which I could stomp around in could give you answers to anything you could want. That is a shame. But unfortunately, I have run out of time. Good day. One more thing, Maris. As you're, like, walking away. Do you turn back, or do you leave him? Mm-mm. I leave. Have fun with Tenebris. You hear kind of drifting off into your head mm -hmm. as you leave. Um, burn. What What are y'all doing now? Oh, they're gone. The only thing left is Ozal's door, and then the statuette of, of this dark god that was in the corner is gone, as the three of them have left Ozal's realm for containment. Leaving you and Kringlis in this room. Kringlis, what are you doing?
Uh, actually, Kringlis was just uh, observing the, the others moving that sarcophagus. Yeah. So he stayed behind with Marius. There is nothing but a crystalline door, which is closed from this side. Actually, it's double doors, technically, this time. Um, any interaction between the two of you? The others will return shortly. Mm. They've removed the sarcophagus for safekeeping. So I have noticed. Um, what, what made them decide to do that? The old man wouldn't say. All he said was that an entity inside there was dangerous. And well, somehow this... removing it by that extension would provide some safety. Well, this one here promised uh, the power to resurrect people. But uh, they would be horribly disfigured, and if they died a second time, he would take control of their body. Is that unreasonable? <laughs> Potentially? But, I mean, dabbling with dark powers is something that we've had to deal with in the past, and it doesn't turn out well. Ever. So... We actually lost a friend that way. We haven't talked about this person much, but uh, we had a friend named Stolos here with us at one point, and... Uh... Well, that's actually really sweet. He still calls him a friend. <sighs> he made some decisions that, my that, heart. that could not be taken back. Well, then that's I will confer these decisions to you. Are you tempted by dark powers? What what do you care about? Dark powers do not interest me. Only victory. Victory against who? My enemies, of course. Do you know who your enemies are? It's whoever Burns says they are. Oh. Okay. I see. Well, thank you for sticking behind and catching up with me. Maybe we should check on those inside. Agreed. I'll Smash walk over it. to the portal. Look inside. Okay. The doors do not open for you. Um, what the hell? Marius is a friend. Why won't they open for him? You did not. You accepted these three through, or the three of you through with the package, and they have closed behind you. You did not declare Marius or Kringlis with you. Oh. Though they are your friends. They have to be directly declared each time. As you enter, uh, both Caliban and uh, Burn lugging this giant pseudo-column with this egg inside, you enter through the courtyard, through the gate, and kind of place it down in the yard. Uh, Magnus kind of comes strolling out in his corporeal form, uh, extends a hand out to you, withdrawing your staff, slams the staff into the ground, turning it like a key. As the ground underneath it begins to open into a vault, consuming this uh, pillar, 
as you hear the words echoed through the chamber, containment mode initiated. Chains, kind of spectral in nature, begin to wrap around the outside of this egg as it is sucked into the ground, and the ground closes over it. Uh, your staff is relinquished by Magnus back to you, and he kind of nods at you and returns within the house. Thank you, Magnus. This must be kept under our highest level of containment. Uh, he gets halfway up the stairs to the house and turns, holding up a finger. My lord, a question, if I may. Yes, Magnus. Do I have your permission to examine it? I'd much rather we not. It's quite a dangerous entity. As you know, it's created this very powerful object. And it has already said that it would seek to corrupt any that it encounters. Ah. Please keep it under lock and key, my friend. You got it. Um, Will you please add to the treasure section... Can I, um... Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, inside that, I guess. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you don't even have to. You are essentially linked with this creature. Um, you just get the sense that Magnus grows bored in his time. Um, and while they are in containment mode and they do add to the power of this demiplane, he really enjoys kind of almost being back in the corporeal world uh having mysteries to unlock like any wizard right Mm -hmm. the the pursuit of knowledge is is almost a hunger to them so Mm -hmm. uh he asks out of you know polite obligation maybe thinking this is something you want to delve into maybe not he's not sure yeah i will say um i much respect your learned ways magnus but i will find other artifacts for us to divulge their secrets this one is much much too dangerous i wouldn't even trust myself to examine it okay he nods thank you old friend and i will uh, turn and leave uh you exit through as you see marius approaching the door marius my dear boy how did your conversation go Uh, that guy over there is uh, Zudan, and uh, ah yes, he he, <laughs> he he claims he can resurrect things. Well, he certainly can't resurrect himself. Ironic. Um, um, what did you do with this one? This sarcophagus, can, excuse me, contained the beholder that created this crystal that I gained so much of my power from. It said that it would attempt to free itself by way of influencing any traveler that it met to hunt us. It was too dangerous to be left here. You see, Vampire has already left and taken uh, taken a servant to swear oath to it. We could not risk this one getting out as well. It, wait, did it not just get out? No, it's still in the uh, sarcophagus. But 
it's out of the temple. It's in the sarcophagus, though. We we encased it in the sarcophagus, Marius. You said that this thing created the gem on your staff? It did. Do you think it was wise to remove the creature that created the gem from your staff from the temple that has been keeping it sealed here for who knows how long? Centuries. Would you rather us leave it here so that the next traveler would be tempted by this item? Or this uh, being? Have you seen how difficult it's been for us to go through this place? Who else is going to come here? One of one person's already come here, and I'll point to the the empty sarcophagus. And I will say what? we've already met we've already met a wizard that has been here. He is the most we've powerful creature met... in the land. Would you rather him align himself with this being as well? I think a vampire has quite the stronghold here in this land. Um, when I questioned Zutan before asking where a vampire was, I, I saw this image of. Zuldan being strangled and silenced when I asked where Vampyr was. You know, it, it didn't work out very well for him. And he refused to answer my questions any further. The sarcophagus is in a place out of time and space. It's not just a realm it can break free from. It's under containment. And who made this realm of time and space separated from the rest of the the plane? I think technically Merlin. I believe, Cody. Cody? That is didn't, unclear. Didn't this power come from your gym? Uh, no, actually. And I'll uh, kind of uh, reach into my component pouch and pull out the watch. Ah, is... oh. That is what... The... Okay, never mind. then. Maybe, maybe it's safe then. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just I, a cra crazy cleric. Who knows? So. My friend, it's it's too much of a risk. You see, the uh, and I'll kind of gesture up to the floor above and say, these, uh, what were they, Cody? They were mon uh, mongrel barbarians or something like that. And I'll say, um, these two barbarians above were just one flight of stairs away from where we are now. There's no telling who or what would be tempted by Tenebris. Not only that, but the offer that he gave, I think most mortals would take. It's very dangerous, Marius. I don't know what... What, what offer what... did he provide? Because, I mean, that guy's saying I could resurrect somebody. That's a pretty tempting offer. He offered He offered three things. The first, transforming me to a lich. The second, transforming... You mean like the crazy guy upstairs, Xanathar? The most powerful lich. The most powerful lich, my boy. Does that the mean second, keeping your mind? The second was changing the staff into another form, the crystal, rather. And the third was full restoration of the planet of fine, which I'm from. It was destroyed many centuries ago. I would give up all my, my people and my planet to not take that deal. Perhaps there's another way. It still looks like to me you took him out of the Amber Temple, but okay. Um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, he's encased in Amber. Yeah. Anyways, um, we have a uh, Amber Golem to fight, I guess. I think so. I think we do. 
Um, or we could just pelt it from here. You know, that's not a bad idea, actually. Uh, your amber <laughs> golem actually has actually, actually moved. Oh, even better. Sorry, I was just setting this up down here. Uh, and seems to be further in the chamber as you can hear it whisper voices uh, speaking to it. Uh, I will, uh, before we get into any sort of combat situation, I will um, change the light back to the sort of daylight white that I use. Uh, and... How much time has passed at this point? Well, probably two hours. Cool, perfect. The daylight spell has expired. Okay. Um, does Vor have stealth? Like, can he be a sneaky snake? Or no? I mean, his stealth is derived from his dexterity. Ooh, let me double check what that is. Let's see. Character sheet. Uh, dex is 18. Um, I guess I'll huddle with the group and ask what we should do. Should we just walk through into the room? Or scout ahead. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. I'll lead the way, my boy. Leroy. Oh shit. Oh shit. There's somebody down here. Hey, is that Strahd? Nope. Oh, that's um, uh, the guy that was trying to shave Caliban. Shave him? Oh, the yeah. Remember trying to wax guy? him? Yeah. The steward of it's, Strahd it's, himself. It's, Ra it's Rahadin. What are you doing here? What up, Rob? Uh, shocked and a little bit in awe, uh, he seems to be talking to this Amber Golem, and he says, Ah, you've come for the secrets of the Amber Temple. Silent spell. Very our good. business is our own. Our <laughs> oh, business is our own? Why? Isn't it? Meets back on the menu, boys. Uh, he kind of just crosses his arms, and he says, Well, if your business is your own, then mine is my own. I've come we, at my lord's behest. We didn't ask you what you were doing. Those all did. Oh, I did? Okay, sorry. Uh, he just kind of curtly nods. He said, I am here to offer my prayers that to these dark powers of Brovia that our lord would triumph over your vile incursion of his domain. How dare you? Our vile incursion? Let's not forget who brought us here. Uh, he spits incursion. on the ground towards you. How dare this mother... You are a stain in this place, giant. Okay. You I would sooner have seen you hang and peel that armor off of you like flesh. And I then just gently die. fillet each layer of skin from your body, as thin as it could be. And make Ooh. a rug out of it that I could put at the feet of my bed. You're a sad, strange little man. Yes, you are. Pity. Uh, I need Rahadin to make a. Uh, dude, if I wanted my own a charisma saving I throw, wiped a chorizo saving throw. You got it. <laughs> wow. Boy. Jesus. Banishment. What is the saving throw? Hang on, let me read this real quick. Uh, charisma. Charisma. Everybody gets my bonus. Um, what is the saving throw though? What's your spell save DC? Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen. Yep. Eh, that's fourteen's not close enough to that. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go to Claire. Uh, I'm sorry. My sheet is still loading here. Do you say anything as you do it, or you just try to catch them unawares? Nope. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, come on. Oh, I man. thought we were making the. the no, no, no. no Ra Raha Din's being banished. Uh, Charisma. He's the guy. He can do some things. Nine. Ooh, he fails. Jeez. So, Marius casts Banishment. One action cast, 60 foot range, one creature you can see within range. Concentration up to a minute. You attempt to send one creature that you can see within range to another plane of existence. The target must succeed on a saving throw or be banished. If the target is native to the plane of existence you're on, you banish the target to a harmless demiplane. While there, the target is incapacitated. The target remains there until the spell ends, at which point the target reappears in the space it left or its nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. If the target is native to a different plane of existence than the one you're on, the target is banished with a faint popping noise returning to its home plane. If the spell ends before when in it has passed, the target reappears in the space it left on the nearest unoccupied space that, if that space is occupied. Otherwise, the target doesn't return. Uh, as your spell goes off, he laughs mockingly at you and disappears. However, how is he disappearing from banishment? Like slowly? No, 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 but, but like a spell or he failed the, the save on banishment. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Marius, you feel the dark influence of Barovia take over and know two things instinctively. One. He was banished. Two, specifically, the mocking laughter of Strahd comes off as you banish him back to Castle Ravenloft. Mm. Wait, what? Oh, well. It was worth it. That smug prick can go back home. At which point, the Amber Golem... Uh, Is Strahd's castle a demiplane? Dude, Strahd has... First of all, we've talked about this several times. Strahd has main influence of things leaving or transcending or moving planes, right? Coming in and out. Due to his innate path with Vampire, of course. So, an alteration of his course to a harmless demiplane to Castle Ravenloft? Not out of the realm of impossibility. Um, anyways, the Amber Golem begins to boo -doo, boo -doo, glow yellow as it turns, sensing intruders. Intruder alert. Intruder. Is this thing undead? No. No, we fought them before. It's a construct. Okay, cool. I'm gonna cast commands. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, it's not your turn yet. Oh, fuck it. I'll give it to you. Why not? You cast commands. That was command. hilarious. He hasn't called for an initiative roll yet. <laughs> that was hilarious. The way he snuck that in, you bastard. <laughs> Holy shit, let's, that let's was fucking it, incredible. Let's, let's see if it pays off. That was yeah. fucking funny. Do it I mean, to it, baby. Holy shit, that was funny. Oh shit. Uh, a nat 20 for the goal. Dang. Oh, wait, that, that's is that initiative. initiative? That's initiative. Oh, that's oh, his yep. initiative. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Damn, bro, you done goofed. Uh, you speak one word. What is your one word command? Um. Bye. Oh shit! What was the word I was thinking of? Oh fuck! Hold on. What a fool. Deactivate. I was gonna say like surrender. Uh, Deactivate's like... pretty fucking good. 
I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I could go with deactivate. I guess this looks like a construct. <laughs> yeah, let's go deactivate. Let's see if it works. Uh, what is the save I need to make? I'm sorry. Wisdom? Uh, it is a wisdom, yeah. 17. Uh, how do I know? What are... Saves by two. Hang on, let me oh, let me sorry. let me look at something real quick. Let me look at something real quick. Uh, so your spells page uh, burn is hilarious. Have, your spells is page that... is gonna have the spell save DC at the top. Besides, like your your spell casting ability should be charisma. Then to the right of that is your spell save DC. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Is that a um? This so is what's a... the number. 15, so yeah, I'd pass by two. This is a uh, saving throw, right? Or an ability check? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to silvery barbs this with my free silvery barbs. What does that do? So may, he, he has to roll he has to with disadvantage. Well, no, because he already had two rolls in it, so he has a 10. Yep. Oh. Uh, the concert, you, you hit it with the silvery barbs, and Burn just walks in and goes, deactivate. And it goes, It actually like hunkers into a ball, uh, as it almost like phantom menace like uh, battle droids. All the droids, yeah. Oh hell yeah! And Androidica. you can see the way it was like sitting, and it almost forms like a wall on the backside of its body. <clears throat> oh cool! Oh yeah, this was blocking the uh, this little tunnel. Oh, I <sighs> spell slots here. Is this gold? Like these little. Piles? Oh, we're getting there. Give me a second. Um, oh, I'm going goodness, to say. What's a good one? We'll put that one on there. You. So as long as you don't fucking touch it, it should be fine. Cool. Nobody touched this thing. Uh, and now I'm going to clear a turn list. <laughs> Way to battle, Dean. <laughs> the sealed treasury. Embossed upon the walls uh, south of you, you can see the blazing symbol of Strahd's Castle Ravenloft. Under which you can see faintly painted the symbol of the Amber Temple. Almost as if, you know, Strahd has taken over this area, right? A seizing of assets, if you will. Of course he has. This room has six piles of treasure. Hey, okay, that's gotta be a tram. Hidden in one of these piles, just for the sake of brevity, is the holy symbol of Ravenkind. Oh, shit. But, but what? Usually, there's a but. Oh, there's definitely a but. He's just not saying it. You know what they say? You're a but. But there's a hole. <laughs> no, it's it's hidden under one of these. But the ones that it's not, it's just like a fucking monster or something. Perhaps. Um, okay. You wouldn't put it past Strahd. So, um. <clears throat> Let me do one thing really quick to help us out because there are numbers associated with each of these mm. uh, that I will put on the map. Hey, there you go. Um, map layer. Fucking map layer. What is... No, don't do that. Why would you do that? Drag and click. Drag, drag, and click. 
Okay. I have hidden in one of these six piles of treasure the holy symbol of Ravenkind. You as players may individually look through each pile, touch, move around, jump in, Scrooge McDuck your way through. I can describe what the piles look like and what their contents are, and you may tell me how you would like to proceed. Please, however you would like to do this, position yourselves in the room, whether by the pile you're looking at or in a group, and I will describe it to you. Okay, uh, well, you can see piles three and six from where you are standing. Pile three is loose, 6,000 electrum pieces. Each coin is stamped with the pro bra, profiled visage of Strahd. 75 empty bottles, a trunk filled with something, 10 pieces of jewelry worth something, eight painted ceramic statues of something. Pile six is 7,000 wooden coins painted to look gold. You can kind of see that they're, you know, shabbily painted and starting to rot in the pile. Uh, six crystal-esque balls, a bronze crown with a tiny green dragon on it that looks kind of like the shadow dragon uh, with black gems set into it, a life-size wooden pony sitting atop the tile, and six marble vases worth something. Okay. That was pile six. That was pile six. Okay. Bump that. We do. Those all. Cast detect magic. Of course. I will cast detect magic. Uh, I'll just cast it regularly. Uh, is there any presence of magic within this room? What's the. It's 10 feet, bud. 30 feet. Of uh, 30 feet, but I can just oh, walk around, 30 feet. I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, put yourself where you want to stand, and you can take your turn sensing magic. Okay. I'll stand right here. Piles 2. Pile 2 is 12,000 loose silver pieces, Holy five rusted shit. suits of ringmail, uh, a silver rapier with a pink glass hilt, four rusted greatswords, a gilded chariot. Both the chariot and the rapier ring with the sound of magic. Wow. Thanks, bud. Does the uh, anything in pile three ring with the sound of magic? He does not. Oh, wait, no. The trunk lights up with the faint crinkle tinkle of magic. Crinkle tinkle. Okay, I will relay that information to the party. Uh, uh, Marius, or I guess Burn, you moved yourself to pile six. Burn, what are you doing? Pile six sounded real shitty. Yeah. Which kind of makes me think it's there. Almost like the, the, the Holy Grail, right? No one. Oh, well, a little no Monty Python action. It's the dusty one. I like your logic. Uh, I want to ask a metagaming question, but I, I don't know if you would answer it. Oh, you could try. If. Is this one of those things, like, let's just say it's in six. If we guess six first, it's just not going to be in six? No, or I have in theory. I have placed the icon on okay. one of the piles. Okay, I would say, like, in theory, like, it could be there. We'd just be out Can of here. Can you show me which one it is so I know not to pick the other ones? I cannot, unfortunately. <laughs> um, are you diving into six? Uh, well, let's talk it out amongst ourselves. It's, okay, there's five of us here, and there's six piles. So if we each pick a pile... 
How dare you? Vor's here too. Uh, He's sure. a slippery snake. Pile four, since you moved over there, I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, you three don't move. Um, pile four. Is Calvin inspecting pile five or pile four with you? Okay. He is going to look at pile five. Okay. Um, pile six is 7,000 wooden coins. Worthless. Uh, 1,500 silver pieces. Uh, oh, I am so sorry. I read that wrong. 1,500 copper pieces inside of 50 iron pots. Jeez. An obsidian sculpture, sculpture with golden filigree. 11 rusted helms. 15 thin leather-bound tomes. Pile 5 is 9,000 loose silver pieces. 6 Jesus. crystal balls. A bronze crown with... Oh, yeah, I already described that one. Well, that's pile five, six. I should be reading no, pile I think, four. I, I think you had, you had read that one as pile six previously because you oh. mentioned the tiny Gemi dragon. Right, so flip-flop those. My apologies. Um, pile okay. four is a pile of iron ingots, um, 30 holy symbols to various gods made of wood, a set of 12 copper chalices with silver filigree, a gilded skull with red garnets in the eye sockets and eight war hammers and six war picks. Are they 40k or 30k? <laughs> uh, they are from the far future where there is only war of 50k, actually. Wow. Uh, it is pre-written and Games Workshop refuses to let them out of the vault um, for reasons unknown to the player base. Jesus, sounds like uh, The tomes are probably about the horse heresy, though, if you want to be honest. <laughs> So, I guess, what do you want us to do? You want us to just, like, say which one we're going to look at first? or I want to know who is touching which pile at what time for reasons of my own. I mean, I'm not touching anything yet. I just... I want to see what them touch it first. Oh, Scrooge McDuck, you're way in there, guys. Let's let's get to it. Yeah, let's go. We got... We got we're burning daylight here, boys. Yeah, let's uh, go. Krangless, I'm going to have you pick a pile, or you can stay where you're at if you're happy over there. Clap your hands. Everything I've touched has turned into a disaster. Krangles, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Awaiting instructions. Okay. okay. Let's do this one at a time. I'll go Hold first. On. Hold on. You are missing a key step of adventuring, and I love you all, which is why I'm going to help you. Farish. Which is why I'm going to help you. Your friend is the perception check. Three of these piles are not what they seem. May we run perception checks? I will allow each of you to take a perception check at disadvantage. Ah, disadvantaging. Uh, Ozon's perception is gonna be. Ba -ba -ba. And you're doing pile three? Uh, yeah. Uh, perception check. Uh, where's the disadvantage thing? Up at the top. 19. Uh, wow, I don't see it. What the hell? Pile three. Is in fact. Wait, 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 that's not me. Pile three is Ozol. Or is oh. Craigslist doing pile three? Oh, he just wanted us all to roll, so. I literally don't see. Oh, there we go. Uh, what was it? Perception? Yeah, disadvantage. Yep, I got it. Ozol's was a nine for pile okay. three. Okay, mine is a 11. 
Damn, Kringlis rolled good on that one. Kringlis, which pile are you checking out? Which one looks sexiest to you? Kringlis is always by Burnside, to be fair. Calaman's looking at five. Here's his roll first. Got a nine. Oh, I didn't roll it at disadvantage. My apologies. So nine. nine. Yep. Marius is going to provide himself uh, divine guidance first. So he'll get to add a d4 to his roll. And he already has advantage normally for perception. With disadvantage, he gets a normal roll. 29. Oh, shit. 30. The pile in front of you is steadily breathing. Oh, and you can see that the entire pile itself raises and lowers and raises and lowers. You get the that sense that pile four, pile four, you get the sense that this pile is not what it appears to be. It's fucking mimics. Craigless, are you looking at pile three or pile six? Uh, Craigless is going to be looking at pile six. Okay, with your 19, uh, Burn, what did you roll? 11? Yeah. Burn, you're like, oh shit, it's a normal pile. Craigless is like, wait! It's not a normal pile. You again see it rise. <sighs> Breathing and moving. Just subtly. Step away. Danger. Danger Burn Robinson. Ozal. Pile Danger 3 is, is itself, as it appears to be, just a normal pile of crap. 6,600 electrum pieces, each coin stamped with the visage of Strahd, 75 empty bottles, a trunk filled with something magical, 10 pieces of jewelry of a, random pieces, uh, a rotted chest, and 8 painted ceramic statues of various things that you can't tell from this far away can vor run a perception check on his pile uh no how dare you what about blindsight on that pile i mean i don't think it would do anything it's just a resting pile of items could we run survival checks Ma to see if Ma we like, see or smell something different sure. about this pile can i cast divine to. or uh yeah divine sense I don't think Divine Sense will help you here, okay. truth be told. Oh, natural one on Perception for that one, so 15 total. On, on Pile 5, it appears to be 9,000 silver pieces loose, 6 non-magical crystal balls, oh, I shouldn't have read that part out loud, a bronze crown with a tiny dragon in it, a life-sized wooden pony sitting on top, and 6 marble vases. Pony. We're bringing the pony back. Uh, let's Those go six rituals. Marius will go look at number one then. Oh, also, also the golem glows with magical energy. Oh, ah. what the ah. hell? The gods Whoa. are cursing me in perception right now. Thirteen. Thirteen on number Pile one, one is seven thousand. Pile one is seventeen thousand five hundred copper pieces loose. Thirty, fifty gold piece gemstones. Three rusted suits of armor. Nine rusted shields, 
and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a child-sized sarcophagus made of black wood inlaid with gold. Check out number two. Craigless, what are you, four on three? It's just a normal pile of crap. 25, 28 for number two. Sorry, I did that at a disadvantage, unless we're still doing that. Ozal, I told you the golem also faintly glows with magical energy. You yes, did, I yes. I said that. Okay. Uh, pile two, who ruled that for pile two? Marius got 28. Uh, 12,000 silver pieces loose, five rusted suits of ringmail, and six rusted breastplates, a silver rapier with a pink glass hilt, four rusted greatswords, and a gilded chariot. And a gilded And it's not chariot. breathing. It is not breathing. It is real. This pile is real. We, we have established piles three and two are real. One and five are still in question. Three and two are real? Three and two are real. Can we circle them with green? <laughs> Is red too much of a negative uh, integer for you? Yeah. Myers will start looking through pile two then. Tiptoe around this golem. Let me check out pile five. Uh, I can roll again. Sorry, I muted myself. You can. Okay. I'll, at a disadvantage or now regular? Because yep. I know um, what you're looking for. I will say at regular. Just straight up rolls. Because now we're, now we're wise to what's going on here. I'll grant him guidance so he gets to add a D4. Okay. Oh! <laughs> an eight. Or I guess one D4 is. Seven. <laughs> Pile five appears to be 9,000 silver pieces, the crystal balls, the crown, the life size pony, and six marble bases. Vases, if you will. Damn. Let's just pick one. A beer all, all night. Right. Well, three and two we know are real, so. Let's let's search them. Yeah, let's search them because. <laughs> okay, you want to do three not, first? And if it's not in those yes. two, then we'll have to gamble on one or five. Well, three oh, has that three has that chest that's got the magical glow to it. Okay, let's check three first. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll check. Describe three, to then. me how you're checking three. Uh, Fucking Leroy Mage Jenkins. Hand... Jenkins. Oh, okay. Well, I guess Burns Leroy Jen Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy. You jump in Scrooge McDuck style to the pile of gold and <laughs> it disappears. No, into a magic marble producing a false image. Oh. The illusion is broken. Can I keep that magic marble or uh, uh, this spell is broken curse. as soon as you realize Damn. it's not real? Okay, um, okay. what about Let's... pile two? Who's going in? Not me. Burn. Leroy <laughs> okay. Jenkins. I guess. I'll do it again. Uh, this time you hear a clatter <laughs> as you jump into four rusted greatswords, a suit of plate mail, or five suits of plate mail, and six suits of rusted breastplates that are also magically made to look like piles of treasure. 
Damn it. This pile is utterly worthless. Okay. Um. I said we go for oh, shit. All three of them. Well, no, because I say we go for the one with the pony. Pile five. You really like yeah. the pony? Huh? I was I gonna like say that, like five that pony. too. I think Just... I think I I I think I think Strahd has quite the uh, the bad sense of humor, but a child sarcophagus. That sounds will, like Strahd, to be honest. I I will I will go and step in, into the pile number one and try and take a look at that. Roll initiative. <sighs> I told you we should have gone with the pony, Marius. That's, that's what I said. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, Kringlis, 16 is not high enough. 18 is the threshold you're looking for. What the hell? Why am I, I, my initiative always, always shit. Cody, can yes, I, sir. I literally double click my token and it said I didn't select the token. But can I get my first initiative? Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, 22. My shit is chugging right now. No, you did get you, two initiatives. You know you can just change your initiative. No, I know that, but I wanted to ask him okay. to make sure everything was kosher. You have encountered the mighty Horde oh Mimic. These creatures are completely indistinguishable from the treasure hordes they represent. They do not activate unless you touch them Bridge directly. McDuck. Yep. Uh, Marius, I have a health action. And I'm going to bite you twice or try to 19 negative sir okay you take no damage as the the pile of treasure dissolves as this mouth erupts from the ground with this pseudopod like tongue <laughs> that's the technical Ew. sound if you're curious I don't, I don't like the way that that did then uh, descending order of initiative is... Oh, come on, roll 20. Don't do this to me. Why are you gonna be like this? Every fucking time, dude. Just, just give it to me. Come on. There we go. Uh, Uzal with 22.2. Marius with 16.1. Caliban, 14.4. Horde Mimic, 14.12. Kringlis, 6.16. And Burn, bringing up the end of the pack as always. I'm sorry, my guy. A whopping 6.11. Ozal, you see this creature's tendril <laughs> reach out towards Marius and attempt to snap his jaws, but he is too fast. How dare you try to... It's like Muhammad Ali speed. He turned friend. the lights off and was in bed before the lights even turned off. Uh, 10... Oh, wow. Oh. Didn't mean to do that. 20. Ozal's dick is just swinging around there. My goodness. Uh, I'm going to... Do I... Would Ozal know? I don't know if you gave me this for free. If this creature would be a celestial elemental fey fiend or undead... It is none of the above. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'll just do a good old-fashioned lightning bolt at level 3 uh, for 27 damage. Uh, you have to make a dexterity saving throw? 
Uh, yes, sir. DC 17 dex saving throw. That's a hot 14 as he trudges around on the ground. Boom! Taking 27, 27 points of damage. It shrieks as lightning reverberates through its limbs and teeth. Anything else you'd like to do? Um, I'm going to have Vor. Uh, this, how tall is this creature? Actually, Vor has flyby, so it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Uh, 10, 20, 30. The Horde Mimic is a huge monstrosity. 40. Yeah, but Vor has flyby, so he won't get an opportunity attack. I'm going to yeah. have Vor, uh, see if he can't, like, go on this pile and find the tr symbol of Ravenkind in pile five. Pile five? Well, that's the only one that's uh, a real thing, right? Yes. Uh, he does that. He snakes his little body in there, uh, past the, the pony. Four, take the pony. Uh, it is too big for him to lift. As go. he begins to sleuth around inside the pile. Does he find the Raven Kind symbol? Uh, will you make me a perception check? I will. Standard. Uh, Vor's perception Wisdom. Okay, I was—I don't have that. Twelve. Negative. Okay, he'll keep looking though. Okay. It is a pile of junk, so. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Marcus, this creature attempt to dishonor you and defile your body, uh, almost in a tentacle porn style. One could be so lucky. <laughs> that, that it did. Um. I'm going to bring uh, a sword breaker down on top of it and use a uh, booming blade slash on it. Let's see here. Uh, normal, because I don't have a flank. And it'll be a 10 to hit. The Horde Mimic's AC is higher than that. I would assume so. Uh, that is all I can do, then, because I don't have a minor action to use. Calumban, and I'm ban, 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 quite happy ban, with her. Calumban, bonus action. Rage! <laughs> He'll move to there. Oh, and are you going to do it? He's going to make two winter's house swings. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. This should have been at advantage with allies nearby. Um, so, 27 to hit. Just uh, and 27 to hit again. There are two big old whack-a-moles there, 16 my guy. Plus, 16 plus 19, so 35. He takes it all. That will be his turn. Okie day. The Horde Mimic will go. I'm going to pseudopod... Let's see... It makes three attacks, one bite attack, and two pseudopod attacks. So I'm going to bite Caliban. 26. That hits. Um, for a total of 5 plus 12 damage. The acid. Unless he's resistant to acid. I don't think he is. It's 12 he, points he of damage on the Calambanner. And then I'm going to do one pseudopod attack on Marius and one on Kranglis. So Marius... Uh, 26. Um, that's 10 bludgeoning damage. Uh, the mimic adheres to the target. The creature adhered to the target is also grappled by the mimic. 
Uh, it has an escape DC of 16. Until the grapple ends, the target is restrained. Ability checks made to escape this grapple have disadvantage. And then I'm going to... Ooh, I guess I'm going to use you as a melee weapon in attempt to attack Kringlis. Uh, 21 to hit Kringlis. I'd like Why to use so many attacks? Because they're horde mimics, my guy. Uh, what's your reaction? I'd like to use shield. Okay. Which raises your AC? Yeah, it says uh, one reaction you, t uh, you take when you are hit by an attack or targeted by magic missile. Uh, until the start of your next turn, you have a plus five bonus to AC, including the against the triggering attack, and you take no damage from magic missile. Nice. I don't know if that'll help, but... That's all right. What does that bring your AC total up to? Is it above 21? Uh, let me check. What is it? Where are you? <clears throat> It'll be it's uh, 21. Okay. Does Ty go to the so attacker? Ty goes to the attacker. You also are hit for 12 bludgeoning damage, Wait. and you also are entangled. Yes. If I may. Um, I would like two um, silvery barbs using a first level spell slot. So okay. they will reroll and take the lowest. And that will use my reaction. Pseudopod. 22. Oh! 21. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it would still be a 21, you, but yeah. You think that's... I would put easy creatures in here for you? That was pretty good. Jesus. Uh, and being that as a huge creature, a huge monstrosity, and based on like the profile picture, it's like this gargantuan pile of gold. With this maw and mouth. I'm going to say it grapples both of you. No, it's Bofa, actually. Bofa Wait. you. There you go. <laughs> Can uh, I use something else? <laughs> uh, no, you've used your reaction, unfortunately. Uh, you are adhered to the mimic. You need to make a DC 16 escape. You are also counted as uh, restrained, both you and Marius. And you have disadvantage on escaping your grapple. Uh, restrained... Conditions. Restrained. The restrained condition reads as follows. A restrained creature's speed becomes zero. It can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and the creature's attack rolls have disadvantage. The creature's disadvantage on... The creature has disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Um, you may use either athletics or acrobatics to attempt to undo the grapple on your turns. Kranglis, you are caught in the sticky tendril of a yucky boy. <laughs> it looks like a... <laughs> <laughs> Things you'd never think your dungeon master would say. Sticky tendril. Uh, let me subtract my um, my hit points here. We have a gotcha bitch uh, thing in anywhere, Zach? Let me uh, see what what best fits this. Here we go. Let me see. Here we go. What the hell? <laughs> oh my god! No way! Yeah, yeah. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what am I trying to roll here? Uh, you said athletics or athletics or acrobatics. Um, you can also attempt to attack, but it's made a disadvantage, and your speed is zero. Okay, well, I guess I'll try acrobatics, because... Oh! That's funny. <laughs> you wriggle, wriggle, and jiggle, jiggle, you know. 
it folds. Riding in your Fiat, you get free. Cool. And this I'd creature. also like to shoot it with the uh, ballista, too, <laughs> while I'm at it. Um, yeah, you're going to use a little force ballista action. Yeah. So I have to make a dexterity saving throw, I believe. Oh, no, 15 to hit. 15 does not hit my horde mimic. 15 does hit. Dealing four force damage. Okay, it takes the damage. Burn, 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 burn. All right, I'm just going to give it the old wombo combo. <laughs> Dude, get it. Um, I'm gonna give you advantage. You, you, he he has advantage because he's beside. Uh, oh yeah, the totem of the wolf. Calumet. Calumet. Get it, burn. You know. Twenty. Twenty-seven. Uh, both hit. So that's you want to smite it all, or do you have any spell slots left? Uh, I do. I have two. I have one. Yeah, I have two left. Oh no, I have four spell slots left. Because you used your divine. I used my shield of faith, and then I used yep. uh, smite. Yeah, once. Um. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and smite this full. Okay. Uh, how many d8s is that? That would be two d8 per smizzle. I guess I'll roll four d8. Or do I have to do them separate? Uh, whatever you want to do. Okay. If you're expending both, that's fine. 21. Yeah. Uh, okay. Old Zol. I like the way you jiggle jiggle. Um, you know. <sighs> Burn's not grappled, right? Burn no. is not grappled. Okay. Um... On your passive perception, this Sarlacc-esque creature is just holding on by, like, a fang, my guy. Ah, a fang, you say. Yeah, it's got these yucky teeth. Actually, the picture that you're looking at is a really good representation. He's, like, grabbing the adventurer by the leg. It has these, like, snake-like tongue and teeth. I will use Mind Spike at level two. Uh, Mind Spike. Jesus Christ, five damage? Are you kidding me? Wait, I don't think that did that right. Oh, that did. Just kidding. Um, well, that that was pretty lame. You reach into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make a psychic... Oh, excuse me. A wisdom saving throw taking 3d8 psychic on a failed save. Jesus Christ. You so I take half damage? Or no damage? Um, half as much, so you take three or two. I mean, it's... You know, out of the nine it had... That was so close to, to glory, my guy. Uh... Is there anything else I can do? I don't think I can do anything. Nah, that, that, that Mari's bringing on home. Marius, you have normal attacks because of Kalimban. Thank you. I will take that. Uh, he, Marius will do a uh, Booming Blade Strike then on this creature. Or at least attempt to with normal. Uh, it does not have a 12 AC, does it? Um, uh, Horde Mimic has a 14 AC. I will portent. Oh, I guess he already rolled. I'm sorry. I cannot do that. He declared the result. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. My bad. Okay. Um, 
I will bonus action disappear in a <gasps> mist of uh, silvery uh, silvery mist as I misty step away out of this grapple. So, 10, um, 15, Hold on, let me read something here. It is a teleportation ability. Surrounded by silvery mist, you teleport up to 30 feet. I'm not going to space. Yep, you're good. Uh, that's a so funny backstory here. Just really quick to to break the fourth wall. There was a mimic I was looking at. It's a little bit smaller one, but uh, when the creatures attempt to escape via teleportation, it takes the creature with it. And I thought maybe it was this creature, but I didn't use that mimic in this room. Um, anyways, just kind of a fun fact. Uh, yeah, you escape, bamp, and you appear in a silvery mist. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, okay, sure. Perception. Coming our way. 19. Perfect, I'll PM you. Uh, Caliban. Caliban is going to attempt two more swings on this thing. With advantage... Rage checked. Cool. 25. 24. Dead. Uh, the mimic uh, collapses in upon itself uh, as the hole in which the ground it consumed just kind of bubbles into a vat of acid. And it is gone. And the pile of junk that was there is also consumed by the acid. Without touching the, the golem, Marius will step up closer and look at this hand. Yeah, you see in, the, in its massive paw, there seems to be a golden chain draped down through one of the fingers. I believe this thing might be holding what we desire. Can we investigate it? You're out of combat for now, unless is, you touch the other piles. Say, is the uh, well? You've got Vor circling around in the uh, in that one. Um, how you said that the golem like crouched down? Is it still? How tall is it from where? It's so this like... golem is thirty feet, so it's roughly fifteen feet tall, and its arms wrap all the way around in front of its legs, uh, and both fists are kind of out like at an angle so like if you were to put your two fists together uh where the tips of your knuckles touch and there's a v between out of the f the four fingers it has showing not the thumb uh between the ring finger and the middle finger there's a little bit of the golden chain hanging out and it seems to be holding the symbol you are looking for uh and you think probably rahadin knew you guys were coming and had the amber golem hold it. Oh, so that whole rummaging thing was pointless? 
Jesus. Well, no, if pile five is still legitimate, there's things to find. Pile there. five was the only legitimate pile here. Uh, your beautiful dragon boy is swimming in 7,000 painted wooden coins. Oh, wait, no, that's pile six. A dragon uh, boy? You mean a horse boy? No, he's a little, he's a little, he's uh, a little snake. He's a little flying snake. Oh, the little green one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 9,000 silver pieces, six non-magical crystal balls worth 20 gold each. each. Uh, a bronze crown with a tiny gem-eyed dragon um, worth 750 gold pieces. A life-size wooden pony worth 25 gold pieces. Six marble pony. vases worth 100 gold pieces each weighing 100 pounds a piece. Dibs on the pony. Okay. Well, we will, I guess we'll have to put that in the bag of holding. Uh, that bag of holding will not hold all of that. I have a magical bag. Yes, that has, has weight, weight restrictions, my guy. We could Otherwise, move the treasure the astral void. We could you move imagine. the treasure. We could move the treasure into the um, the door. You could have had you not summoned it today. You said it, it remains in place for like twelve hours. I did say that. So I guess you could funnel treasure without trying to trigger the other two mimics. We'll just take what we can carry. Let's not get greedy. <laughs> oh, can we carry the pony? or is that? Oh, yeah. You can take the pony. It weighs 10 pounds. I'm taking the pony. All right. Um, and then I guess there's a golden crown. Yep. I guess, like, what would be the most, like, high-value thing to take out um, of this pile? You could take... Three of the six marble vases dibs on the crown. Into, the, into the bag of holding. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you said dibs on the pony. You did not You're say not dibs wrong. on the ground. Oh, You're shit, it's wrong. a life-size wooden pony. How much is Yeah, it is life-size. I remember Hold you on. saying that shit. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> That's a huge pony. I thought you meant like a rock. You, you said a rocking pony. I thought it was like a kid's pony. Carousel wooden pony. Jesus, this pile is like 40 feet tall. The approximate weight of a wooden carousel pony. 72 pounds. Eh, not worth it. Um, so okay. probably as much gold as each person could carry. Or, I'm sorry, silver pieces. Um, the crystal balls are worth 20 gold each. There's only six of them, so it's not worth it. The bronze crown uh, with a tiny dragon on it is totally worth it. Okay. Uh, and the six marble vases. Okay, well, I'll carry... uh, you can probably put three of the marble vases in your bag of holding. Okay. Um, I guess. Do you want to just put in Discord and we could just claim off stream what we take? Yeah. For simplicity's sake. And then we just got to get this hand out of this golem, so or the symbol. How do we want to do that? I could mage hand it, but I don't know if it's it'll just break the chain. I guess. Uh, I, I think uh, a mage hand might be doable, since it doesn't have any actual like tangible form. It could probably just fit through and like wiggle the the chain out. Chain yeah, because it's it's invisible as well. What do you think, Cody? I don't think invisibility really matters so much as being able to get in there and reach it. I mean, this thing probably has massive fingers. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is a a. Finesse skilled 
um, move. It's a dexterity Kren move. Krenglis, then? Who has the best dexterity? Um, I think my dex is pretty high. Let me check. My dex is two. Oh, I'm sorry, one. Oh, it's only 180 pounds. You if, only, if only our no, friend... Like only our friend Taurus was still around. He was good th at these things. I could pretend to be Taurus. Jesus. Mine's 16 total. It's better than mine. Well, should yours? I try it? Or do you well, want to try? Should we get your... out of the room? <laughs> well, Matron oh. doesn't have a dexterity, so how does that work? Uh, you can attempt to make a sleight of hand with it. Um, basically, I would have you roll either your straight sleight of hand skill or you could attempt to do some form of like arcana or something could could marius banish the golem and then it would just drop what it's holding no it's holding the item it is also native to this plane so it would just kind of disappear for a little while and come back yeah but we wouldn't need that long to indiana jones our way out of there uh let's think here um hmm What do we want to do, boys and girls? Um, well, I mean, this thing, assuming we can sneak the item out of its hands, uh, then we'd mm -hmm. be able to just simply walk out of here, obviously. But if anything triggers it, obviously well, we're going to have to kill it. Uh, I think Dean's out of spells. I didn't figure the I command spell. I have one spell, spell left. You or can no, command I have... to give. Oh, that's a good idea. But yeah, then it will be awake and it will eat us. Yeah, us. and it would still attack us. Or... But you could run through the slits where it can't go out. That is true. Unless it pulls a Hulk or a fucking Kool-Aid man. They they have been known to do this. <laughs> that's if it if it fails its saving throw. We could polymorph into a gorilla. You could polymorph it. That's another one. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. That's Wait, right. I these ones can't I could be poly polymorph it into a rat. No, that's no. a willing creature. I thought. No, no, these you, ones you, can't be polymorph. It specifically says it. I remember reading this. Amber Golem. This creature that. cannot what, be polymorph. What, what, what exactly do we need to do now? We're just trying to we finesse We just have to this get thing. this necklace out of its hand. And we can't just reach into it with... Uh, Mage Hand? Mage Hand. Uh, is, you can attempt what to. What does the rules say about mage hands? Uh, oh, yeah, like does. I said, with mage hand, either you're going to roll arcana to try and finesse it out. I'll or... do arcana with mage hand. Easy. Yeah. Well, hold, hold on. Hold I on. prefer that. Yeah. Or, or hand. say, or well, that's what Kringlis is good at is sleight of hand stuff, right? Like being able to. I have do plus nine arcana. Tools. So I mean, unless, how hard is your sleight of hand still us? Or uh, damn it, Kringlis. You're fine. Uh, you get fined. Yeah, oh, so bonus. my dex is 16. No, no, but what's your sleight of hand? Your bonus or sleight of hand? So it'd be proficiency bonus plus your dexterity for sleight of hand. Should be under your skill tree. 
character sheet. Uh, your sleight of hand is plus three. So minus plus nine. Yeah, you don't have any, like, thieves tool. Oh, you do have thieves tools. I do have thieves doesn't really tools. help you here, though. Hey, do we have any? Uh, I guess I won't be able to use them. Well, if, do we have any DM, I tell you what. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. All right, all right. Hold on. If if this is what about if, press if, the digitation? If he's, if he's able to use Arcana for Mage Hand, then let's have. I'll I'll grant you guidance. They'll give you another D4 to the roll, and I then if that. we if we need it, we can use the Flash of Genius from. Crankless. I have another luck too. I have another luck roll too. Yeah. Let's do that. So yeah. I would say you guys should assemble at this part of the room. Yeah, it'd be ready to bounce. Exactly. Exactly. So are I you have guys a moving the treasure. F hold on. Are you moving the treasure first? As much as you can take? Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Okay, yes. so you spend the next hour and a half oh, moving. An hour and a half to do this? Yeah, dude. This is a massive. Pi it is 9,000 silver pieces. So, right? but you said and as that's long as we not don't a... touch it, it won't wake up, correct? Correct. But, but You're here's saying the risk that you make: out? moving, no, moving gold or moving the items. Right, you have a chance that you could either spill items into one of these other creatures and potentially end up touching them. Right. So it depends how fast you're moving, and how able-bodied you're trying to do it. So either fill your bags with what you can carry without moving stuff, and then attempt the golem, or spend the next hour and a half slowly moving each piece of treasure into the other room, maybe using one of the wooden boxes. But right? you said we, you also said we could just carry it on our person. You said we have, it's only 160 uh, pounds, so we don't even need to move it. You can, but are you just like folding the, the silver pieces into the bag of holding? And then are you carrying out the other stuff, like the life-size wooden pony? Obviously, Marius can take that. The, um, hold on, pal five. So you have 9,000 loose silver pieces, six non-magical crystal balls. Are you taking those? I mean, I would like to. Um, okay, so bag of holding, bag of holding. Okay. Um, Space-wise, too, you have to consider you only have 64 cubic feet. So I don't know that you'd be able to fit all 9,000 silver pieces in there based on how large these piles of treasure are. I mean, they um, themselves are taking up how And much then the space? marble vases that weigh 100 pounds a piece that are also 100 gold pieces. So That doesn't seem like that worth it to take. Like 400 that's gold, up to you, I guess. Man. I'm just asking. That's 600 gold. Well, that is quite a bit of gold. We go play, sell it, pay though. slag off, you know? Wait, do we owe him money? I don't think. No, I was kidding. I'm kidding. How dare you? PTSD. One one cubic foot can contain twelve thousand uh, coins stacked, or nine thousand coins scattered. Okay, so you could. Okay, you could fill the bag of holding then. Yeah, which That's would crazy. be which would be two hundred and forty pounds for the twelve thousand coins, or a hundred and. Do you have anything in the bag of holding canonically right now? Probably. Yeah, there's things in there. I mean, I don't uh, let me see. Like. Um, there's like clothing. Welcome there's just small things. We've everyone. never, we've never put like big things in there. No, yeah, which is why I'm little, asking these questions. I want you to get as much as you box. can, but I also want to be realistic about it. Because if you fail this check with the golem, you either have to fight it, and then come back in and take the treasure, or take the treasure and move it, figure out what you're doing in the other room with it. And then steal from the golem. That's my question here. Are you moving first? 
and then stealing, or are you stealing the item from the golem, then moving the treasure? Whatever you guys want to do, I don't know. I don't really. Let's get I all mean, the, let's get all the treasure these together. These amber not... golems aren't even that hard. If we have to fucking fight it, we can just kill it. <laughs> okay, so what are we doing? Treasure I... first. Yeah, let's get the treasure first. Okay. Without getting too hard into things, you spend the next hour and a half just moving it. Collecting okay. coins, putting it back in the holding, whatever you're going to do. Uh, you have collected the coins, we'll say, everything else you have moved into the other rooms. You post yourselves up where you're safe. Ozal, make yeah. the roll. Vor is going to be between me and the golem, just in case. Uh, okay, uh... What do you? What would you like from me? Arcana roll? Yes, sir. I'm so, I'm so nervous. This is like a lot of roll, writing on it. Uh, 18. Plus a d4. Plus a d4. 22. And then if we want to use the Flash of Genius, that would bring it up to 26. 26. Plus advantage from... Oh. Vor. Roll, roll, oh, roll okay. again then, right? Uh, roll another... Arcana check twenty two. So there you go. Plus roll roll your d four. Uh, because you didn't roll it before. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you just meant four. I'm sorry. No, uh, two. Roll a d four. So twenty four. Four twenty eight. Twenty eight. You manage. Oh my god! To pull so from scared. the golem's hand. Oh my god! The one and only holy symbol of Ravenkind. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. And okay. I will put that in my component pouch and we'll get the fuck out of here. The Amber Temple main goal is complete. Here's my question for the players. Yeah. Do you A want to explore deeper because there's an entire one, two, three, four, like twelve other rooms? Almost the exact same below actually more below than there was on top. Jesus Christ. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Twenty ish rooms. Uh counting the secret ones. Twenty-four counting the secret ones. Um like a bunch of other dark gods you could make deals with or get treasure from. Three, six, nine, twelve, eighteen, twenty-two other potential boons um and still a shit ton of treasure left so do you want to continue or do you want to be done expediting your way out you tell me i will be completely honest we've spent like two real life months in here and like three episodes we're kind of cursed i'm Dude, this kind is, of this is D D though my guy this is it's not about getting it over quick right your hero is exploring. I'm not saying that you have to stay here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm I just, would just I'm say we should also. Keep... What were you coming here for? The hammer. You no. already have the skull. It's on the it's on the cart. So oh. you have your two main objectives, but there are a bunch of other side quests, if you will, oh, okay. both for experience, treasure, and potentially knowledge. It's up to you guys. I don't really care. I mean, we probably have to call it here because I know Max has work in the morning. Yep. So, so morning. your choices are either expedite your way out. So you get the holy symbol, we wrap up the story, you ending it on the cart, taking all the treasure with you, and that's the Amber Temple. 
or we can spend one more episode here, maybe two, depending on what you want to do. Oh, God, no. Exploring. It's, it's up to you. But I don't want to rob you of this potential adventure. Is, are we are we still going to die from this curse that we have, or is it gone? The curse... We, we have one more day on the we, curse. We could come back. We should have more than one more day on the curse because of the gentle repose I cast. That is but... true. No... So. There's a three total day time limit on it. The now the curse of the dragon, yes, you have. I think you have like it's like eighteen days total now. On the what actual curse, are you talking about for the three days? The curse on your magic items that has one more day left on the time limit. Okay, so then we should get the fuck out of here and come back later. Yeah, it should be two because I mean we're we're on the second day right you now. You rested in the, the yes, library. so you have tomorrow. And then the day after that, it ends. Or that night, it ends, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm tracking correctly, then. Yep, you're good. Yeah, I guess let's just get we're out of here, and we can come back. We can't we Yeah, can. we definitely need yeah. to let's, leave. <laughs> let's bounce as fast as we can to Argonvost Holt and try and get this curse taken care of. We can come back to the temple. So my question to you is, I'm going to move you over one more tab here. You grab your pile of loot, you take five with you, you, you grab the whole pile between the, the five of you and whatever, right? You get you grab everything. Ozal, you fucking get your pony. Let's fucking you go, horses and exit through... The gift shop. The Yeah, back through Exithar, just carrying all of the shit with you. Exithar. Oh, you know what I could do? Oh, never mind. We already got the treasure. <laughs> I thought we were putting it in Ozal's realm. That's what we did for that hour and a half. Is that what you're doing? You're going to put it all in there and then leave? Yeah, that was kind of what we talked okay. about doing. That's what took My so apologies, long. The, I don't want to exception. walk out like, yeah, like, with, with like, well, a I, jingle curious, jangling yeah. throughout the temple. Because right, I was so going to guys... say, I could summon uh, uh, Trundle and load him up. He's technically outside right now. You could resummon him in here, but then you have to figure out how to squeeze him through some of these corridors. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Anyways, so yeah, you guys just fucking open the doors to the to Ozal's front lawn and just start pitching shit on the lawn. <laughs> it, fucking Magnus comes over with like a wizard wheelbarrow and just dumping silver coins into it. A bunch of just statuary scattered everywhere. Or these, like, hey uh, Magnus, check out this stuff. You got a lot of stuff to research. <laughs> oh bother. We got him a pony. He can play with the pony. So bored. Uh, he uh, he's like, what about those piles over there? Can I have those creatures? Um, yeah. Okay. And you guys leave through back outside to the Emperor Temple onto your battle cart. In the battle cart. As we begin leaving. Oh, no. Oops. Wait. What? Okay. As you begin leaving. As we begin leaving, Ozal collapses. And that is where we end our episode. Hey. I, of course, have been your Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hey, thank you so much for listening to our beautiful, beautiful podcast. Uh, join us next time as we head, presumably, back to Argonvosthold for Burn to claim his mantle as the Silver Boy. Can I roleplay the collapse? Uh, as long as you don't, like, infringe upon, like, Eminem's song at all, that's that's fine. I don't know what that means, but Ozal will hunch over, begin grabbing his chest, and go. <laughs> Collapse. Ozal has and a stroke. Like, How dare you? 
And that's our episode. So thanks for watching, guys. I know it was a bit of a longer one. We appreciate you guys watching. Uh, if you're watching to this point, the bonus code for uh, today's episode for the Hot Toys giveaway, Dean, what will it be? Boner um, 6969. Well. <laughs> Amber uh, Golem. No, no, no. It's, it's going to be named after Ozal's uh, disease. Or oh, your curse. Uh, Alopecia? Syncope amnesia. Or... <laughs> Uh, what is it? Sick what an idiot. Anemia. I'm, 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 I'm a little confused as to Sickle why you cell collapsed. No! <laughs> Syncope. Did, did Ozol collapse because of his curse that was removed? I have many curses right now, actually. And we removed them all, if you remember. Well, as Cody, you natural, Cody, natural Cody, that role. Cody said, and I quote, the curses have different roles. Some of them do, but the one that was Except causing for... you to be exhausted did not. Time dilation is the one he's talking about. Okay. Oh, We're still okay, live, so... but... Um, <laughs> uh, what's the code? Give us a real code, Dean. Jesus. Uh, Ozol. Told you. Amber Gold. Okay. O-Z-A-H-L is the bonus code. Ozol. Thank you guys for watching. Good luck on the Hot Toys giveaway. We will catch you in 2023. I think it's our only stream of the month for D&D. So we will be in route to get our hammer. Catch you in the next episode. It's hammer time. Bye.